Welcome to episode 414 of Conversation Street, spoiler-free Coronation Street podcast with me, Gemma, and him, Michael. Oh. We're talking... <laughs> that what? was my showbiz entrance. Is that what you call it? Michael is here. I don't think yeah. showbiz is the right word. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Coronation Street broadcast in the UK between the 13th and the 17th of April 2020, which encompasses episodes 10,048. that's a good word. And 10,050 to 10,050. Welcome, everybody. Hope you all had a good week. Um, what, what, we've been going on walks this week. What have we done this week? Sat around. We were very cheerful for the fact that we went to a funeral today. We did go to a funeral today. We went to my Auntie Valerie's funeral, like we've been talking about in the last few podcasts, which was weird because um, there was only six of us there and it was like we, we had to drive. How long was the journey? Hour and a half to get there? Yeah. Stayed there for 20 minutes. Got and to go past Stonehenge, though. That was we nice. We did drive past Stonehenge. That was nice. And we came back with a bit of a curry memorabilia in the boot, didn't we? We did, yeah. Your great-aunt bought um, a picture by Anne Kirkbride many years ago and told you that it would be... Um, Bequeathed. To you, yeah. Yes, yeah, so um, Anne Kirk... I, th- I think... I don't know how many people know. I mean, they, they, she talked about it in the documentary and things that she did, but she's also um, a bit of an artiste as well, isn't she? Yes, a mixed-media artist. Yes. Yes. It's on canvas and it's big. That's as... And it's, it's a, like... It's It is... Is it? I think. It's it's um, tree trunks, isn't it? Or branches. Very classy. You have to put it... It Pride of like place on the wall. It's very, very classy. You could put that in a, in a doctor's waiting room. And it yeah, says it's very inoffensive. You, you could you, it, this that would look right. I'll tell you what, in Weatherfield General, that would, would look perfect next to the buttercups. Pop it up there, and we know it's hers because it's got Annie written in the corner as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's um very nice. I and just we need to find somewhere to put it. Left Michael a massive collection of stamps. What yeah. are they called? First day covers. First day covers of like loads and loads and loads ah, of stamps. But it's folders. Can of them. we just? Say, really disappointed because we expected, considering that she's a massive Coronation Street fan, that there would be some Coronation Street stamps. There was There's Emmerdale nothing. stamps. There was. There was one Emmerdale stamp. Yeah. There was a, a set of Barbara Windsor stamps. So that's yeah. East Enders covered. And wasn't there something like Silent Witness or something? Yeah, there, some really odd, some really bizarre signatures. But there were no no Coronation Street related stamps as far as I could tell. Apart from, I've just realised. Prince Charles was as an episode of Coronation Street oh, yeah, once, wasn't he? Yes, so yeah. and they were in loads of stamps. It's basically it's it's a load of Concord and Queen stamps, isn't it? And uh, lifeboats. Oh yeah, yeah. She was into her lifeboats. Was was Auntie Valerie? And yeah, so, more, more memorabilia. We had to look through those this afternoon. Um, so that's been our Got day. No idea what the heck to do with them. No. Does no. anyone want to buy some stamps? <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, Gemma, yes. let's get on with this week's quiz. All right, okay. About Coronation Street between the 13th and the 17th of April in the years ending in a five or a zero. I thought I'd say it for a change this thunder. week. Yes. Where did I source the information from? Coropedia. Coronationstreet.fandom.com, otherwise known as Coropedia. Indeed. On the 13th of April 2005, Martin Platt realises that Katie Harris has killed herself, but how did she do it? She drank sugar water and she's diabetic, so she- Finished her off. Yeah, and that wouldn't actually be allowed these days because you're not allowed to show the method. 
Are you not allowed to show the method, or you're not do allowed you just... to refer to it, or show it, or or allude to it, or it's not even ever? I thought, no, what I thought that you could like if somebody's no. hung themselves on TV or slit the wrist. Well, or no, whatever. no, it's best practice not to mention. Yeah, because with I mean, I wonder after Aiden's suicide whether Coronation Street would. I mean, this was obviously a very kind of dramatic thing that they well, did. Well, this there. was two, this was fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, uh, the the guidelines on reporting about suicide have only really been recently introduced because mm-hmm. I had to do stuff for work for it and I knew it existed otherwise I wouldn't have known to look it up and that was a few years ago mm. well I'll tell you what I'm not diabetic but if I could sugar myself to death I would have done this week because you it's been Easter it. and I've been I've been picking out on chocolate just a tad and I have finished my intermittent fasting now I thought I'd, I'd keep <laughs> going until Easter and in the last week I put on five and a half pounds <laughs> so <laughs> I just need to rein it in a little bit. My method is if I eat all the chocolate as quickly as I can, there happens. won't be any chocolate left no, for me to it eat doesn't afterwards. Work like that. No, because we keep buying more. <laughs> this always happens. We're like, well, better eat all the chocolate to get rid of it. Run on own chocolate, should probably buy some more. Oh, damn it. It's essential supplies. And it is, you know, it is you that eats it all. I know I it really is. Like I know. You've had, I've got, a bar you've got of... half a bar of fruit and nut there, which I've I. Opened only because like I don't about like a week it. Ago, and I, I don't. You you have How no you craving eat a for whole chocolate. Bar of chocolate. It's tiny, Gemma. I could finish that off in like thirty seconds. Forty nine grams. Yeah, but I can <laughs> eat like an entire baked ham. <laughs> That's true. Go. You just you you have I a like savoury tooth. and you like sweet. Yeah. Okay. Right. That wasn't the part of the. Back quiz. to the quiz. Fourteenth <laughs> of April two thousand. What dietary change does Maxine make that alarms Ashley and why? She goes veggie. Why does that alarm him? Because he's a butcher. True. Mm. Yummy. What? I'll just say it's a bit like um, alcoholic as the landlord of the Rovers, isn't it? When Peter was in charge, and then we. Had, I think Max then even tried to make Ashley go veggie as well. Fred was not having any of that. I tell no, you. No. Fifteenth of April two thousand and five. Candice is worried that Warren will dump her when he becomes famous. So, what is her solution? Uh dump him. No. Uh huh. It's it's quite ingenious in a candy sort of way. What? Also, I really don't famous. Know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat him. Join him. Fifteenth <laughs> of April, two thousand and ten. John Stape gets a teaching job, but whose identity does he use? Colin Fishwick. Correct. <laughs> My favourite curry names. Colin Fishwick. Love it. Sixteenth of April, nineteen ninety. Where is ten A Coronation Street, and who moves in? 10A Coronation Street. Um, yeah, somebody moves in here. That's, that's... On the 16th of April, 1990. Hang on. Oh, I see. I'm not very good at the houses that side of the street. Is 10A... You know what? I don't know. Because... Um, it's a bit of a clue. Is it above the cabin? I need your final answer. I think that might be 12. Oh, that was great this week, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Daniel Nash Rock's quiz on, on ITV. That was brilliant. <laughs> Just trying to buy time here. Yeah. So I think that 12 is the one above the cabin. But you see, this is what they do on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. They talk about your answer so they can psych you out so you won't say it. I'm going to say above the cabin. Hang on a minute. The coughing is when you've got it right, yeah? <laughs> <coughs> Who moves in? Um... Um... Um, it can't have been Reg back then. Re- mm. <coughs> Reg? 
Rater. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that to you. You don't really deserve it. <laughs> well, neither did Charles Ingram, and he's still, uh, uh, he's still uh, not going uh, to prison uh, for uh, it. Then uh, let's get sued. So it's all right, we have Chris Tarrant on our side. <laughs> and Martin Sheen. <laughs> 16th of April, 2000. Danny and Sally open a shop together. What do they call it? DNS Hardware. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who would have thought that 20 years ago Sally was trying to open a hardware shop? That's, isn't Dev's Corner Shop called DNS Corner Shops or something now? Yeah, it's like Dev and Sunita, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought that DNS would be such a common couple name? Not me. Carry on. 16th of April 2010. How do Gary and Izzy meet for the first time, which ignited a spark of romance? Oh, I don't know how they met. 2010. I don't know if this was the first time, but this was when they... Was was there something, like, notable or remarkable? Not just, like, they saw each other in the cafe or anything like that? Um, I'm not going to say it was, like, earth-shattering and you would put it in a video. (laughs) They met each other in the cafe? No. Go on, then. She ran him over with a wheelchair. Oh, of course. She's always doing that. She, well, it's how she meets new people. She did it to arm uh, to Gary, the ex-army uh, veteran, or was he back then? I can't remember. She did it to the policeman. I think she's got something against authority figures. She just can't <laughs> herself run over them. She's a bit of a rebel, is that? Um, that is. I'm surprised she wasn't joining Evelyn and uh, Toya on the protest last week. Exactly. She was on a date with Kirk, who lured her in using Jason's photo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the date. She was though. disgusted. That's how she came into it. 17th of April, 2005. This is the final question. Funeral of which Corey legend? And this is not... This is in the show. 2005? Yeah. Funeral of a Corey legend. I'm not, to, <laughs> not talking Tommy Harris here, I assume. Um, who died in 2005? Um, you know what? I don't know. You'll have, to, you'll have to tell me this one. Ray Langton. Oh, yeah, of course. You asked me about him recently, didn't you? Poor. Didn't do so well this week. 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Oh, it could be worse, it could be worse. Who birthdays. Birthdays week? Right, so make a note of this, people, because you might want to be buying presents for some of the people who are on this list who aren't dead. Mm. 18th of April, the theme music composer Eric Spear. Oh, lovely. Very good. Director David Cunliffe. Kenneth Farrington, who played Billy Walker. Yes, we've just been watching him on our DVD, haven't we? Yes, we have, yes. yes. First impressions? Yes, he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not so... Um, I quite like him, but there are quite a lot of blokes of a, of a very similar ilk. We've been watching him. scenes with Billy Walker, Ray Langton and Len Fairclough yeah. together, and you said that they're all pretty interchangeable. They're all so jolly far. good chaps, aren't they? They're all kind of lads, aren't they? Yeah. I, I'm not really into them. 19th of April, William Moore played Cyril Turpin and Susie Blake, who played Bev Unwin. Lovely. 21st of April, Bavna Limpchia. Great. Rana Nizi. Yes, I know. 22nd of April, Ivan Beavis, who played Harry Hewitt. Our, our, our new kind of semi-favourite, although not really favourite, but well, we like him more than we did a year ago. 60s. Probably last year on the podcast when we said it was his birthday, we gave a shrug. We went, who's that? And now we know... Oh. Oh, he was yeah. quite, quite liked he his character, and he saw him get splattered by a van. Yeah. Oh, he's bought it. Right, let's get on and talk about this week's Coronation Street with some street talk. Right then, street talk this week. We've had another three episodes, getting into the groove of the three episode weeks now. 
still quite enjoying it. It feels like a treat when Curry comes on. Um, we've got um, the, the the Asher story has um, been the, the main the main uh, talking point this week. I would say I got storyline tight over this, Gemma. Gemma, do you remember way back when was it five, six, seven years ago when Lloyd and Mandy and the tortoise flash? Yeah. Yeah. And he got and, and there was a storyline about his ashes going in Lloyd's face, and we called that Flash's ashes. Yeah. Right. Reverse tables and turns this week because now we've got Asher flashes. Yeah. <laughs> Not appropriate, but who cares? Um, we then move on with the uh, the serious cases of the Ollie Wobbles, which started last week, and it was um, back to form for Leanne this week, I would say. She certainly has been sorely missed. She tapped back into her, um, yeah. you know, three, four years ago persona that we... Um, I thought you were talking about tapping in, like, a boxing ring, because that was certainly her, the impression I got from her. <laughs> like, thundering in like a rhino. Well, we didn't have any boxing this week, but we did have fencing, and that was part yeah. of our Stillwater Carry-On um, storyline, <laughs> which we'll go on to next. Got, um, we've actually got... We have saw Johnny and Jenny together I in know. more than one scene this <laughs> week in the next story. Yeah. Um, Johnny's got issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> a little chuckle for that one. Um, although it seems that Johnny may not be much part of the story because he's uh, bogged off to France now, leaving Jenny with their new um, uh, mysterious guest at the B&B. Chance would be a nice, a fine thing, wouldn't it? For what? Bogging off to France. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I've got no storyline title for Imran and Toya. I didn't last week. I don't anymore. Don't know what's happening. I don't, yeah, I, d- I don't know what the it's story is. Having... That's the problem. No, there's a bit of friction and we're not just talking about in the bedroom. Gross. Um, they're having a takeaway. No, they're not. They didn't have a takeaway in the end. It's like didn't they? I thought they, they, they did. Were, no, I didn't think they. I thought they did. No, I think I think they went back to the old favourite of uh, Reggie no, Lasagna. I think, no, I think they're having a takeaway. But anyway, there, there's there's what things going on between Toya and Imran, and I don't know whether the writing's on the wall for them. But we've been saying that for a little while anyway. We'll what finish order. off with the Winter Blues. Hmm? What, Sorry, I'm thinking about what their favourite takeaway would be. <sighs> I bet you Imran likes. Sweet and sour chicken. Why do you think that? He just strikes me as the sort of guy who's just would like sweet and sour chicken and stink up the whole room. <laughs> I don't like sweet and sour chicken. It smells horrible. Oh, Toya just would. Toya it's would go to food, one of these like one of these health um, like atomic orange coloured. Toya would go to one of these health food shops, wouldn't she, and get you know various green mushy dishes. Force him around like, to eat them. Like uh, macho peas from Nando's. Mm. Oh, no, they're nice. I like them. I know. Right, Gemma, Asher Flashers. Um, I think I'll do this one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You're just re- reminiscing about macho peas. Oh, Nando's. Je- je- <laughs> so, um, what do we have at the beginning of the week? Kelly's accusing Amy of being a bit jealous of Asher and Corey. Kelly, Kelly's turning out to be a, a bit of a bitch this week, isn't she? She's been a bit of a mean girl, Rick, Rick Neelan's Neelan's daughter. daughter. We didn't see any of Gary this week at all. I didn't know whether this was going to be a catalyst for that story to come back again. I'm sure it still will be, but um, Gary kept his distance this week at least, and we still don't know why she's not at Oak Hill anymore. So Tracy sees that Amy's a bit down in the dumps over um, this teen angst situation let's call it and says look you can invite the girls around and have some pizza sometime you can have a nice party together um so then we have kelly and asher mm, spying pizza. amy stop distracting me by you sounded like homer simpson here pizza, mm, pizza. um amy's uh, decides well even that was it tracy just said you can ask the girls over but amy goes and invites Corey over um, and he, he's not, he's not, you know, gagging for it at first, but then when he hears that Asher's going to be there, um, he like, signs sign himself up. right up. 
Um, and the only other thing we had in that story um, at the end of the episode was uh, Asha doing a little bit of a video chat to Corey in her bedroom. I don't think you should play this down. I think this is one of the most significant things. This was the most significant week. thing that happened, that happened this week. She's having a video chat with Corey and, and she talks about Amy. Yeah, and um, he, she, he, he kind of asks whether she's jealous of Amy. He kind of likes the idea that she'd be jealous that Amy's also, you know showing an interest in him as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And he says, look, you've got nothing to worry about, babes. You're, you're really fit. You're pretty. You've got beautiful eyes, golden skin. He kind of butters her up. Well, then, no, I thought it was really gross because he was like, you've got beautiful golden skin. Let me see it. It's like, no. Anytime a man wants to look at your skin, I think he's a serial killer or a dermatologist. <laughs> and I don't think that Corey is old enough to be qualified. He does seem older than he's supposed to be. Yeah. I know, uh, how, how, what is the age old? range of the children? That have gone on to this party because already we got like the summer who's like the, the the Hermione of the group isn't she and she clearly looks like the youngest one there by a good few years but I think she's actually Matilda is actually the age they're all supposed to be yeah, and then you got Corey at the top end who looks like he should be at university by now yeah but you know some teenagers do look weirdly old for their age don't they like when I was a kid all me and my friends all looked like goody two shoes little Hermione's with like frizzy hair and like stupid t-shirts like little girls but then we had friends who who like were all always made up and had fancy hairstyles and designer clothes and things well Corey is certainly that's why i kind of like it and i do i understand it does look a bit unrealistic but we all know that people mature at different let's just say that like jack webster Corey's had his growth spurt early um anyway he wants to see her skin and I mean, she she doesn't like she doesn't gradually do it or anything, does she? She just strips right off. Well, I we assume know. because the camera um, I didn't goes a bit blurry. Need to see that she props up. She doesn't take much convincing. No, she props the camera up on she her dressing table and then starts to undress. So she can attach it to different parts. She's not becoming a cam girl. I, don't, I think it was a one off. Listen, she might as well now. Her reputation's been ruined. They've all seen it. <laughs> oh no, you can't give it away anymore. Um, so, <laughs> Wednesday, Corey shows up at the kebab shop, Ash is working there, and he says, look, I'm going to come around to this party of yours tomorrow, and then maybe we can sneak off later if you get my drift. And she gets a bit, sh- she's a bit, a bit shy about this, because she did this, this stripping for him last night, and, um, I think she's probably surprised herself, and has, like, woken up the next day, kind of thinking, what on earth did I do? And what mm. she doesn't know, of course, is that it's been recorded. Well, girls um, are under lots of pressure to do things that boys ask them to do to to be liked and there's always this tension between being obliging but also not wanting to be seen as loose or slaggy yes and this is the the tightrope that women have to walk up until the point at which we become too old and ugly to care about no one wants you to strip in front of them anymore online people want you to wear the most amount of clothes possible (laughs) so tracy's um getting a bit worried there was a scene there where she's worrying about people making a mess at the party um amy's like saying no it's cool it's gonna be fine there's only a few of us there don't worry about it um and then uh, we have Asha overhearing Kelly talking to Adi on the phone and she's trying to get him to arrange to bring some booze from the shop. Um, she also teases um, Asha about Corey being into Amy still, so she's just trying to stir the pot, basically. Now, Adi 
Yes, that is our day, everybody. He may look a little bit different. Um, new actor, uh, Adam Hussein, taking over from Zen and Ditchit, which we talk a little bit about on our extra uh, podcast this week, which is all about um, curry head swaps yeah. that have happened over the years, which was quite a fun discussion yeah, that we had. Fun, we recorded yeah. that yesterday, didn't fun. we? So make sure you tune into that if you haven't listened to it already. But anyway, new RD is left alone um, in the shop and he eyes up the vodka when, uh, when Deb's gone. Um, so then we cut to number one, where there's a, a pre-party girly chat between uh, Summer and Asher and Amy. Um, and Asher's talking to Amy about look, when 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 Corey, when he used to like you, did he ever ask you to, you know, do anything with him? And and they're kind of saying, what 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 do you mean? What what's he done to you? And and she she kind of says she kind of lets she doesn't let it slip. She kind of shyly she's not showing off, is she? She just says. She she got I, I just like showed him stuff, and then actually and then they say how much did you show just that, and she's like oh, I showed him everything, so literally she she went full Monty although the um, synopsis for Coronation Street was um you know it quite bluntly says something along the lines of Asher admits to Amy and Summer that she showed Corey her boobs so I was quite <laughs> quite shocked when I read that on the Corey synopsis it. after the episode of course. Um, anyway, uh, Amy and Summer are obviously very, very shocked by this, particularly uh, particularly Summer, who's never heard of such things. The guys show up and then the party starts. It seems that a few more people than have been invited um, are coming along to this party, including that that total mean girl, Pastel Blue, from the um, Buster... What was it? Uh, Bugsy Malone uh, show last year. Is that year. her actual name or is that the name of a character? That the she character's played? name is Pastel Blue something. No, in the... Bugsy Malone show. No, that's the character, Coronation Street character's name. Why did they call her that? Well, because they wanted to make it a thing about her being a um, a, a prissy privileged girl, you know, um, with a with a silly made up name. She's so she's uh, not in Binnabai, but she turns up anyway. It looks like she set up some kind of party chat on WhatsApp or something. Anyway, before long, the party's getting totally out of control. Uh, Amy's freaking out about this because she knows she's going to get in trouble, and also Amy. Is she's not a party animal, is she? She she just really wanted to have a nice pizza party with her friends. She when Ardy brings a vodka around, I think Amy's um yeah, a bit on edge about it. And, I don't uh, know why you would want one of these stupid parties. They always have with all these random people you don't know being horrible to you. They don't want that trash in your house. They don't. She doesn't want that. She's trying to get rid of them, but she's not very assertive. Um, Kelly goes upstairs at one point. Uh, they were, they're basically just going over the whole house. Yeah. Um, and uh, she sees Corey. He's out in the hall, isn't he, perving over that Asher video. He can't even... Uh, I want to I know how many times he's watched that, the, the dirty dog. He's there watching it by the stairs, and she goes over, looks over his shoulder, sees that, um, and then carries on up the stairs. And then um, he's then called into the lounge because Ardy is completely... Um, Completely uh, drunk. Drunk. I was thinking of a better word than that, but drunk will do. If you can't um, think of a better word for it, just say just drunk. Just say drunk. Um, he, he has to, uh, Corey has to help Ardy get outside and he leaves his phone down on the table. Classic soap mistake. Oops. Also didn't have, seem to have a code on it to unlock it or Oops. maybe it was just set to not go into uh, hibernation mode or something. I don't know, but um, there's then there's a little altercation where I think Ardy rushes off, uh, he, he's back inside again later and he rushes out past Tracy's new lamp because he wants to throw up in the sink and he accidentally knocks it over and Asher thinks that Kelly did it so she has a go at her and then Kelly gets narky because it wasn't actually her fault. So then when nobody's looking, Kelly takes Corey's phone, 
gets that video of Asher flashing and sends it to everybody in the group chat. From his phone. From his phone. And yeah. at the end of the episode, everybody's phone starts beeping. And it made me think, does nobody there have their phone on silent? And has that been going on all evening when one person yeah. has sent... Because there must be a like, good 30 so people in, in that group, group chat. chat. That must be really, really annoying. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, that was the... a teenage party. It's all very annoying. That was the cliffhanger that we were left... We're, we're making ourselves sound so old in this, Gemma. So, I don't care. Don't care. So, yeah, that's that was a cliffhanger on Wednesday. What's going to happen next? Don't know. Tell me. It starts... Um, I was a bit surprised at the beginning of today's episode because we didn't see the immediate consequences of this. I was expecting everybody to go, oh, my gosh, Asher, have you seen what, what what's going on here? But the first scene, everybody's keeping quite quiet about it. And... Um, Coincidentally, all of our main characters don't have their phones with them at the moment. Everyone else has got their phone in their pockets. Everyone else, everyone else has put their phone down. So Asher doesn't know about it. Amy doesn't know about it. Ardy's drunk. Ardy doesn't know about it because he's drunk. I think Ardy doesn't even know he's in his own brain. Um, They're also having to um, contend with Aggie. And um, because <laughs> she's been moaning about this Aggie noise, Aggie was the most was... relatable character in this entire storyline. Turn that music down. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! I was going to call the police. But well, she's trying to have a nice romantic meal with Ed, isn't well, she? To exactly. celebrate the anniversary of when they first met. What did I say? That is exactly. I agree with her. Shut up, kids. Um, Please be quiet. She, I think. Um, so she she goes off again um, with, with Amy having promised to um, do something about it or to do her best to, to to get rid of these other guests who she doesn't even want to be there. And then Pastel Blue's kind of making some um, subtle hints or jokes about this video. What's she, she, she talks about, oh, I want to hear my favourite tune. It's... Get your boobs out for the last. <laughs> some, yeah, something really subtle like that. Oh, um, it was something to do with... Kanye, Kanye West, stripped back, live. Oh, I, I, I don't, don't know any Kanye songs, know. and I would die happy never. What about the Gay heard. Fish song? I know that one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's my favourite song. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Anyway, um, yeah, nobody's saying anything about this video yet, so I should still in the dark about it. Dev at this point um, decides to come over and extract the twins. Um, he finds that Adi's drunk. Um, he wants to get. Uh, he he. He doesn't like the the the, the two uh, his two kids being in the middle of this raucous party, so he brings them home. The Baileys, meanwhile, have called the police because there's some there's some other kids canoodling in their um, nice blue yard out the back, and others are balancing well, beer cans the, on yeah. the fence, and it's one of them falling down. The place. And... They broke a um, yeah broke a what's it called pot pot, pot. yeah pot. It's that awful so. Um, Back over at um, Dev's house, that he's reading the riot act to both of the twins Good. about various things. Still don't know about naughty. this video. And then um, when Ardy runs off to the kitchen to be sick in their sink, <laughs> it, he, should, he, should, he should just work his way along the sinks of the street. Well, Dev brought him each one. a washing up bowl to be sick in, and the stupid kid couldn't even bath in there. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so while Dev's saying to his sick son, Asha grabs her phone. This is the first time she's seen it since this whole thing kicked off, and then she notices the, the hundreds of messages that are there, um, and is um, quite quite stunned about what she finds. She's Runs up to her bedroom. Yes, she's like, oh no. So Steve and Tracy were during all this have been off with Leanne at Speed Dull, and then they come home, see the police outside the house. Tracy has a massive go at Amy um, for um, for 
allowing this to take place and Amy's trying to protest her innocence saying look it's not my fault I tried to get rid of them they wouldn't listen to me Peter's completely chill about it he's back from I'm gonna say Portsmouth yeah back from Portsmouth visiting the lads um, and he's like yeah you know what it's not a party unless the police get called out um, so Amy Amy seat. eventually finds her phone now she sees all the messages tries to phone up Asher um, but Asher's like beside herself crying in her bedroom puts the phone down um, and uh, so Amy can't talk to her um, we get more scenes of Amy getting told off um, she was very unrepentant for somebody who has caused all of this chaos she didn't cause it um, yes she did She's like, oh, it's not my fault. It is your fault. Who organised this? She just didn't. No, it's no, not but the her thing fault. Is, she had yeah, game crashes. Yeah. It wasn't her. Yeah, but she, a little bit of apology and being upset and feeling bad about the about what's happened. She just immediately went on the defensive and started saying it wasn't her fault. I would not have been impressed. Well, Amy, Tracy wasn't either. Amy ends up. I going, was surprised she didn't get more punished for this. Well, maybe she is, I don't know. She, well, she didn't get grounded anyway, because at the end of the episode, she's gone round to... Um, well, I think Deb's, she might have snuck off. Deb's back uh, yard and is calling up to Asher because she's still not picking up her phone. And uh, Asher's completely in bits about everything that's happened. She's in no mood to talk to Amy. And it's kind of basically left as a, why would Corey do this to me? Because obviously the, she's seen that this video has come from Corey's phone and thinks that her new fella has... Um, Betrayed her confidence. Yeah, and sent the video to all their mates. Oh, no. Yes. So. Don't send nude pictures to people. Gemma. That's my controversial opinion. Thoughts on this story? I think it's a very controversial opinion because I think that everyone thinks that it's fine, but. What? Send the nude pictures to? I think lots of people do. Well, you know, we're too old for this. I I don't. I know, this is the thing. when, When you're that age, there's so much peer pressure to do stupid stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't as as rampant as this if it is as rampant as this I mean but I, I just don't know obviously we didn't have mobile phones when we were at school not that I had anyone to send new pictures of to anyway <laughs> me um, either but and I've, I've seen people online talking about it and some of them say oh, yeah, yeah this kind of thing is more prevalent than you would ever imagine and other yeah. people saying no this doesn't happen at all but I mean it oh, clearly depends on the circles that you um, socialise in don't you think yeah, yeah. But I think it's definitely um, a relevant issue and um, to talk about. I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's another issue storyline again, and it, it, I'm sure it's going to feel like we're being being lectured um, and, and it's not going to be relevant to us at all. But, I mean, fair play to Coronation Street for, for going with a story to do with the teenagers again, because we haven't had a whole lot to see of those recently, have we? No, and it's also really good that they've picked um asha again because this is going to feed back into her self-confidence issues yeah well the the skin lightening story never really concluded did it no it didn't we saw she got counseling and you can just well we heard that she got counseling we didn't even see any of it did we you just have to assume that she's sort of like managing her her problems with it but then and then when Corey was saying to her i want to see your golden skin Obviously, that probably would have resonated with her, like, oh, that's good, it's good that he likes me for me, and I don't need to change who I am. And then, from that high of, like, feeling validated and uh, wanted, to feeling betrayed, then the... 
It did Next. seem... I, I did think it came a little too quickly, considering we've hardly seen any of um, Asher since that storyline aired back in... I don't know, when was it? October kind of time. To go from somebody who was covering herself up, like, you know, wearing her long sleeves and everything, to then just with very little persuasion, yeah, stripping off in front of the really. camera. Yeah, yeah, but you can't... No, I know, but I just think that had we had we seen a bit more of the counselling or heard her talking about what the counselling, maybe seen a bit more of her being confident know, in her body image... I don't think the counselling was to, in order to get her to take her bloody clothes no, off. No, I know, but I, I'm sure some of it was to make her feel Michael, comfortable with who she is. let me just explain another thing to you about women... She's not necessarily taking her clothes off because she feels confident and sexy. She's doing it because he's told her to do it and she wants those feelings. That's not necessarily because she's feeling that way that she's doing it. Oh, I know, but and she... girls can still do things and be forced into doing things and persuaded by blokes to do stuff that they're not comfortable with at all. I don't think that she would have done that quite so quickly if he'd have asked her to do it four or five think months ago. I think it is a, a, a one of these, Let's we need this to happen for the story. Let's not think about whether Asher necessarily would have done this or not. Do we really need three weeks of Corey trying to get us to take a, a kit off? No, not really. You know, I wondered uh, as well how wh- whether she would still be scarred because one of the reasons that she was covering herself up was because these creams were giving her a reaction, weren't they? And she, do you remember when Amy saw that she had her arm was bleeding, and that's how Amy finds out about it? She's all all healed up. Or he's got a very pixely download. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I realise now that she was upset because she thinks he sent the video yeah but also why did he bloody record it well yeah exactly because at the moment we're i guess we're supposed to think oh Corey's being um wrongfully accused of sharing this video but she never gave him permission to record it and keep it on his phone i don't know what the um the code is for this if somebody sends you if somebody live streams themselves doing something i think you need to have a mutual agreement as to what is going to be done with because the thing is, there can be legal consequences for... Um, oh, absolutely. For it's basically it's, it's underage pornography, isn't well, it? Well, also, sharing, sharing videos like that of people without their permission is illegal. Yeah. Like, it's called revenge porn, isn't it? We had a story about that with... Um, Steph. Steph, ages ago, and that never really got anywhere. I no. felt like we were go- going towards a really interesting story and they just kind of cut it short a little bit, but... Mm. Um, this has got the added the more. added complication of the underage thing there as well hasn't it i really hope they all get thrown in prison <laughs> um i mean i guess that the the the, the cops are going to come knocking on Corey's door pretty quickly about Do you think it that's where this is going I, I i wouldn't be surprised because she thinks it's him um i mean she's not She's not going to be wanting revenge or anything, but it's going to get out, isn't it? I mean, Deb's going to find out somehow. Ash, um, Ardy, I guess, was on the voice, uh, was on the group chat as well with this. He'll have been added. So, but he was too um, drunk <laughs> to have um, known anything about it after tonight's episode. But he's going to wake up tomorrow morning with a very sore head, have a look on his phone and... Probably wish he hadn't, because he'll have seen a lot more of his sister than he's seen since, oh, uh, for a very no. long time. And 
once Dev finds Dev's react because he 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 desperately wants to be a good parent. I think Dev doesn't he because he's been a single parent since um since Anita died. He's he's very overprotective dad. Well, so he's going to be like, also, who's responsible for yeah. this, Corey? Um, Corey's going to. We we didn't get to see Corey's reaction to any of this, did we? But people are going to say it was him who did it. I guess there might there's not going to be any witnesses that Kelly did it. Although in a crowded room, is that believable? Who's I don't notice know. Somebody picking up a phone. Yeah, I you're suppose. not going to know whose phone is whose necessarily. Um, but it's in in the end, it's gonna it'll find its way back to to Kelly. I'm sure, but. Like you said, Corey still has to bear some responsibility for this, even if he didn't share the video, the fact that he videoed at all. Um, well, also the um, I don't, I don't, and I don't know. I don't know what the law says. Is is even as harsh as Asha should be in trouble because you're not allowed to create images, indecent images of underage people under the age of eighteen. Mm. So she's now made child pornography for her boyfriend. Yeah. I'm... And they're all sharing it amongst themselves. So they're all distributing child porn. And the, I mean, the the um, the character of Asha is 17, right? No, 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 she's not that. No. Um, How old is she? Tanisha is 17 at the moment. Asha's like 14, 15 or so. Oh, sorry. She, she's, she's been aged up. She was... She was originally born oh, yeah, in two thousand and five, right. and now she, no, two thousand and six, and now she's born in two thousand and five. So fifteen, say. Yeah. Okay. Well. So yeah, even even, even under sixteen, so even even worse. Well, <clears throat> the the age of consent in the UK is sixteen, mm. but you can't, you still can't distribute pictures of you. Have to be eighteen. I'm sure that when um, that in in lots of circumstances, there's you know there's the slap on the wrist for the people involved. If especially if they both know what they're doing, but there's got to be a bit like more. To say. No, no, I, well, I'm just kind of guessing here, but in, in this case where she has unwittingly been involved in this, and it's well, been the thing is, around, it's all very well saying, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." It's a slap on the wrist, but actually, you're fueling your the exploitation of other children by by providing. I mean, who knows where that picture is going to end up now? Mm. Well, once once it's out there, it could get you can't... sent to somebody else. Who gets sent sent to somebody else, and then ends up in on some paedophile's private computer somewhere, and then sent around the the internet to a bunch of other perverts. Mm. Once you've once you've sent it to some one person, that's the end of your control over where it goes. However much they say, I won't share it with anyone. I won't show anyone. Don't worry, just be me. I won't let anyone else see it. Once you've once you've relinquished control, it's like it's like telling someone a secret. Once you've told somebody a secret, that's it. It's not your secret anymore. They can do what they like with it. I guess that's the message that Coronation Street wants to get across. Now I don't know how many of how many life no. lessons today's teenagers They're take from listen, Coronation Street, no. and I'm sure they get told this all day, every day at school anyway. Well, it's don't, pro- if you don't, if you're going to do it, do it protected and don't video yourselves doing it. There's loads it. of risky behaviours that teenagers indulge in because it makes them feel cool and special. Mm. But I suppose it's one of these things that if, you know, if it makes one person think again, if their boyfriend or girlfriend asked them to do something really like this, then so it's difficult made a difference. About this. It just makes, seems like such an obvious thing to just not do. I, I know I sound really judgmental, but I don't get what the benefit is here. Oh, she just... I've never seen it end well. 
No, but usually when we've seen it, we've seen it in a way that's telling us that it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that there's... That's true. It, it, it's, we've always seen it through the... Don't do that. That's a stupid thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And not that I'm saying that, that they should have done it, of course. Um, so I, I wonder what, what long-term effects this will have on Asher. I mean, will, will we get back to the skin lightening thing? Because, this as is I say, what... it didn't feel like it ended... And she was, ju- and now she was now just starting be... to accept herself. Yep. Now she's going to be right back yep. to where she was again. Yep. Um, and and Tanisha Gori is still doing an amazing job, um, in the old acting department. So I'm very much looking forward to. And also, to really brave it. and challenging storylines for a young girl. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I, I'm interested to see how Amy and Summer are going to be involved. It does seem like Summer's a bit more on the sideline, especially Matilda being younger. Well, I can She's just not... see Summer being like like me. Hey, why would you do that? I don't understand. Whereas Amy probably would understand a bit more. Like little if Corey asked her to take her top off, she probably would do. Maybe, maybe. Well, um, it's a natural thing. This is, you know, and it makes me crazy. He was sitting here watching the story playing out of... That, that happens in real life, of all these stupid teenage boys convincing girls to do stuff that they don't really want to do. Why are they so enthralled of these gormless boys and their graspy, greedy little mitts that they want to get all over them? Just say no. Bugger off. Uh, ask me to get inside the head of a teenage girl. You've got a bit more experience. Well, I never was me. interested in any of that crap. Well, you went to an old girls' school, didn't you? Exactly. There weren't, weren't any boys there That's to impress. That's why I say, start a lesbian commune. And if that, to you, means girls' school, then fine. <laughs> um, anyway, so this this was all good stuff, really. Take um, all their phones away. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. Don't Just give them really old Nokias. Yeah, well... Um, See how they like that? They have to play snake on it. I, I do, I, as, as well as um, the consequences from Asha about just the whole fallout of this already, I am a bit worried for her about what Des' reaction's going to be, because he went absolutely insane last year, didn't he, when he found out about the skin lightening cream and he totally wrecked her room, tore down her posters and everything. His reaction he's to this... He's not a very he's, understanding father. He's not. He, he reacts first, sort of. He, he jumps to a reaction, doesn't he? He's like, I've got a, I'm trying to do my best here well, and you're throwing... my daughter. It. Yeah, so it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if he went and... Well, maybe even forego the police and just go and rough Corey up himself, yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, But he's got to be careful because he's going to seriously damage the relationship between him and his daughter if he, um, if he overreacts to it or, or reacts, you know, badly. But I suppose with Dev as well, Dev knows the consequences of having your, your, your bits floating in front of everybody because he has had a, a massive picture of himself in the nude put up against Victoria Court Flats, hasn't he? Who could forget? <laughs> um, new, new RD, first thoughts? I mean, he hasn't really had a... a... Well, you could call it, say he's made a splash. <laughs> yeah, in various sinks. <laughs> I suppose, I can't remember, we, we, we must have talked about him in the, the, the bonus bit that we recorded yesterday. He's done a great job so far of looking like he's drunk and ill, so yeah, I'd like to see a bit more range <laughs> yeah. before I can judge, but I think he's doing a, a good job. Well, I guess they've chosen to, to introduce this new actor now because Ardy's going to have some kind of role in the story so I'm interested to see what the relationship will be between the twins during this like will he be an understanding brother will he um, want nothing to do with it because it's icky and he's seen his sister with her kit off or well sometimes guys get protective of their family members and 
it manifests itself as a sort of you know i'm going to protect you sort of a thing mm. and then sometimes it manifests as oh i can't believe you're such a slag you're dirty and horrible and i'm trying to police your actions well yeah is it going to be is it going to react like zidane with uh, yeah. with with alia yeah basically just sort of saying you've you've soiled the family reputation mm. and women who are promiscuous and who are interested in sexual experiences are dirty and wrong and so therefore that's what you are mm. i would i would prefer to think that he would be more on the understanding side especially because i think that dev really is going to explode and ash is going to need somebody in the family well, that Ardy, she can yeah but Ardy probably to. thinks to himself look i'm around all these guys all the time and they're always like this they always want girls to do this that and the other thing why did you do it mm. he's that's what you probably think why did you do it you well, th- this will be know. this will be a test of of Adam's acting metal. I would. I am interested. Mm. Well, sure, we'll find out next week. Um, so, Gemma, I'll uh, pass that over to you now to synopsize the serious case of the Ollie Wobbles this <laughs> week. Yeah, on Monday we we had um, Steve found oh, on Friday. Steve found Oliver on the floor. He'd had a fit. Someone was looking after him. Um, he took her... Tell hey, what, Summer's been in the centre of some right drama this week, hasn't she? She's like the eye of the storm. She's like, go away for, like, have a, have a year or so off Coronation Street and then back, and somebody's had a seizure and somebody else has had a, a massive out. rave up and, yeah, has shown it all. <laughs> yeah, she's just there calmly and, and all the chaos is whirling around her. <laughs> Been I loved it in the I loved it in the Amy story when um she says oh I can take Ed Tracy's lamp and fix it I wanted her to turn it into a robot yeah that would have been <laughs> awesome so so that happened on Friday Steve grabs Oliver and runs him over to the medical center so on Monday we pick up there he bursts into the medical center as we predicted bursts into Chesney and Jenna's well Liz bursts into that naughty Liz you shouldn't disturb I know patients. she really shouldn't she needs to get some kind of reprimand for bursting in on that conversation anything could have been going on in there I know but at the same time wouldn't she be reprimanded if a child died because she was standing outside the door going um knock 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 excuse me <laughs> I don't know it's not really um I don't know they've if probably the- got some kind of secret signal get out here now doctor <laughs> and it isn't just bursting in and going, it's another my grandson. patient's appointment. Yeah. Yeah, she was um, motivated by familial ties. So, um, Dr. Gaddis says he's had a febrile convulsion, which is not an uncommon reaction when a child's body overheats. You learn something new every day. Which sounds scary and terrifying to me. <laughs> and he's, she's like, there's no reason that he'll have another one, but we should take him to A&E just to be safe. She's like, totally cool what about the hell it, are you Gattis, talking about? She? She's like, just oh, a bit. Have you never seen a child just spontaneously fall down and nearly die? Happens all the time. Are you sure? You're, what are you giving him, Dr. Gaddis? <laughs> She'd be doing hot yoga with toddlers or something. <laughs> um, Leanne then finds them at the hospital, clip clops in, Nick's following her. Steve tells her what he knows, but he is being quite careful to avoid saying that he had left Oliver with Summer when this happened. Um, but it doesn't really work. Um, he They get back. Steve runs off, basically. Yeah, he's Summer like, no more walk- questions, I need to go home. <laughs> Summer and Billy are walking along, and Summer says, um, oh, I'm so glad I was... I can't remember, she's just brown-nosing, like, ooh. I can't, she, she's either that or it's like, oh, it's so scary. And I, I was so she, scared, but I know... 
Oh yeah, she, that's right. She, she, she's learned the recovery position. I tell you what, school. though, I have to say that learning the recovery position was one of my most proudest and finest achievements at school, and I still know how to do it. Have you ever it's had very to use simple. It? No. If anyone's got any hot children, that um... <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not word it like that. After the last story, over over overheated children. Carry on. <clears throat> so she says, "Oh, I did it. Uh, that was me." And so Leanne runs after Steve to have a go at him, which is the sort of theme of her story this week, is having a go at Steve. Steve gets all defensive, tries to have a pop at Nick. Then he goes round Nick and Leanne's later and says, um, and they say, Leanne's like, you mess up again, that's it. You're not going to get to see him anymore. You're going to have to arrange all your visits through my solicitor. Dun, dun, dun. So on Wednesday, she's being a very overprotective. She doesn't want to let Ollie out of her sight. Nick thinks she's overdoing it. But, you know, if your kid spontaneously falls over and has Ollie wobbles, you yeah. probably would be a bit protective. And also, if you're going out with Leanne and you disagree with her, just keep just quiet keep about it. Just keep your bloody mouth shut, mate. Steve quizzes Imran about Leanne and about whether Toya knows, or he knows, whether she started to look into... Family law and getting custody of of Oliver. So Imran says, "Here's my mate's card for a family solicitor." So um, Steve and Nick meet in the shop, and Steve offers to buy him and Leanne dinner to smooth the things over. Nick's like, "Free meals are free meal, whatever." I literally don't care if Oliver lives or dies. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Tracy, Nick, and Leanne all have a a nice dinner at speed dial it's going well until steve accidentally puts the business card down when he goes to pay instead of his card which causes leanne to go off on one once again because she thinks he's going behind her back to try to get access to oliver friday nick goes to take oliver out for a walk with tracy steve and leanne can have this out with each other and they're getting wound up they both kind of realise that they're getting wound up and it's not going to solve anything by um, you know, them arguing with each other. So they, they manage to talk themselves down a little bit. Leanne says, in the future, Oliver must be supervised by an adult at all times. Also, he's not going over your house tonight. He's going to stay with me. Then she relents and decides to take him over to number one. When she gets around the corner, she sees the party spilling out onto the pavement and all the stupid teenagers and the police and everything. And she's like, no, he's not staying here tonight. I don't think so. Then Steve comes over and starts having to go at her for not bringing her over like she said she would. And, oh, no, more misunderstandings. So uh, who's, whose side are you on in this one then, Gemma? Team Steve or Team Leanne? It's really hard to feel... To, to be mad at somebody for overreacting when Steve's an idiot because there's so much form for it. It's not like you're starting from, from zero with him having messed up. You're starting at, like, score of a 1,000 for That's how true. much he's messed up. So every time he does something wrong, you have to sort of add that on to everything else. So your reaction's going to be a bit more harsh. You're right. And I know that, fi- that finding out that your son has had a febrile convulsion where you're not there is going to, you know, put you on edge. But I, I do think that Leanne was a bit out of order this week. Um I, I'd been growing to like Leanne so much over the last few years. I used to like her. Then we famously went off her towards the beginning of the time we were on the we did the podcast, and she really was our um, 
uh, what's the word? Our, our whipping girl. Yeah, we hated her. Well, I specifically really did not like her. People used to write in all the time, go, why, why do, do you, you hate, hate Leanne? Leanne? <laughs> I agree with everything you say on the podcast, but except to yeah. do like Leanne. And it's weird because out of all the p- things we've ever said, controversial, stupid things we've said on here that really are regretful when you listen back to them, that one thing about it seems to be our legacy is. We didn't like Leanne and people couldn't understand why. And we really like Pat feeling and people couldn't understand <laughs> why. And that's the only two things that we've ever said wrong, which is good. But I was, I was oh, I trying this week. I was really trying to see things from Leanne's point of view. And I, I take on board what you're saying about Steve having form. But she, she really was out of order. She was so unlikable. And the, the worst thing was when she reacted like that to Steve putting the card on the table. She threatened him with legal action the day before. As far as Steve knew she'd already done this she'd already gone off to a sister was she, was she kind of saying well i'm allowed to get a lawyer and, and, well, and yeah, stop you seeing my son but you're not allowed to um hypocrisy is leanne's middle name it's it's a i i i, I really didn't like Were her. you on steve's side then? i was i was on steve's side i really felt that he was getting um well, yeah see- unfairly uh, criticized this week yes he um left ollie on his own, well, can't, not completely on his own because Summer was there. And he did make the, the point as well, didn't he, about, well, look, she was, you, you've had him with a babysitter before. And oh, I don't know, is Summer of the right age for babysitting? I would no think idea. she's fine. Probably. And, and let's be honest, the only reason he left Summer there was because his other daughter, his other child, was having difficulties. Because mm. that was when Emma and, and Seb were having the argument. And yeah. so Steve had to rush out and sort that out. I mean, so, Tr- Tracy know. has already had a problem in the last six months with Steve um, giving preferential or seemingly preferential treatment to Emma over Amy. Um, I, I don't know whether... We, I don't know whether we've had enough of Leanne also feeling that um, Ollie's getting the short end of the stick here when it comes to Steve's uh, parental love. But, yeah, she, she, she just totally overreacted. He, was, he had every right to have that business card there. Um, and then when she said, oh, and he's not coming over to you... I, I, I can't remember what the access arrangements are, but she's not, you know, she doesn't have the right to... She doesn't have more right to, to Ollie than Steve does, does she? Um, I don't know what the... I don't imagine so. I think do they have it's 50, just their 50? arrangement. I don't know. I think they've just come to a comfortable arrangement that, that suits them. Mm. This pro- This probably happens every day, all day long, where two two partners have raise the child separately and then they get to a point where they can't agree and then it gets nasty well, it was, because it was fine up to that point. Steve's had this with um, Tracy in the past when Amy was going from pillar to post, wasn't she? When when Steve and Tracy were, were not together and um, and Steve was being an idiot and sometimes he, he wanted Amy and Tracy was saying, no, you can't have Amy just to, to try and, you know, get one over him. Um, but yeah, she... I, I just found it very, very difficult to like. What what we needed, I think, and, I, and we didn't see at all, was a scene where Leanne gets to, you know, calm down a little bit and open up to Nick and say, look, this this is why I'm worried. Can you understand where I'm coming from here? We didn't get to see any of that, particularly. We just got to see her yapping like a bulldog at Steve and, and Nick in the backgrounds, kind of thinking, oh, I, need, I, I wish I wasn't part of this. And... um. He he was kind of he was a little bit. He was saying, "Oh, I've been more of a dad to Ollie than you have, Steve." But yeah, I I just think that we needed to um to hear from Leanne 
where, where she was coming from a little more and open up about why you, she's so upset. And... I don't think you need to justify why a mother would be furious with a man, with a, the father of the child who left left them by themselves with supervised by a young girl. He obviously wasn't able to do much, but nobody would have been really. No. You need to put yourself in the sh- in the in her shoes. It's it, it's self evident. You don't need to spell it out why a mum would be upset when her baby I'm, has I'm a not, fit. I'm not criticizing her for being upset. I think that she has been unreasonable to Steve. And I know okay. Steve's a, a a doofus. I know he's an idiot, but he didn't deserve quite the the ear bashing that he got from her this week. I know, but it's for high stakes drama, Michael. I know, I know. It it also just I was watching it feeling disappointed, as I say, that um that I I've done the best to like Leanne in recent years and I I found nothing to like about her this week. So I was I was totally on Team Steve with us, unfortunately. Well it's difficult. And I don't know where this is going either, because um is this just gonna be uh, Steve and Leanne at war because that's not particularly exciting um, I, I assume that Ollie's going to have another relapse or something, I don't think that that's going to be it I think that might be the warning signs and maybe it's going to go Are with you like... disagreeing with Dr Susan Gaddis about her medical I think, diagnosis? I think that she might be wrong and he might have to do it again <gasps> for their drama I mean I guess it's going to be Steve and Leanne are just going to be fighting so much that they don't realise and he, and and Ollie has another fit or that. I, I I don't know. It's or maybe he's gonna die. We kinda of, I think we were talking about this in the podcast last week about how how dark and uh, how far down this rabbit hole they can go. Um uh, don't see the thing is if they if if Ollie dies, everyone will just be sad, but that will be at the end of the story and Leanne and Steve will never speak to each other again. Whereas if he's really ill, they're gonna be thrown in together and have to cooperate even though they don't want to with each other and each one thinks the other's being unreasonable. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because um, we, we haven't given Jane Danson, a, she hasn't had time in the spotlight for a very, no. very long time. She used to be one of the, you know, the go-to actresses on Coronation Street for, for, for Best Actress nomination. So I'm looking forward to seeing her flex her axing muscle again, but I do want to be able to sympathise with her more than I was this week, that's all. Michael. What? I, I I didn't want to say this because I did this with you before and it was embarrassing how how much differently you reacted. But imagine if we had left Abby with somebody and we came in and she was having a fit on the floor and and the person was like, oh, I just left her with someone else. And you'd be like, I asked you to look after her. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's making you think more, isn't it now? Yes, but if I threaten... But people treasure children more than If I threatened somebody with a cat lawyer and then they'd got their own cat lawyer... You would expect it. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say, what are you doing getting a cat get, lawyer? Get your, you can't have a cat lawyer, only I'm allowed one. Yeah. All right. Right, what's been going on over at Stillwaters this week? Well, I'll tell you. Ken's put on a sandwich charm offensive to try and get the um, residents of Stillwaters to vote for him. In this vote, what's even the position for? 
Head honcho. Kingpin at Stillwater, I don't know. I would Anyway, not many people turn up because it Why? turns out that Charles is throwing his own party and that's got, like, piano and singing and everything. Well, I say, go get your sandwich and then go to the other party. And he's got them in the palm of his hand. So Ken goes round there and kind of gives his evil, his Ken glare at them, but takes the opportunity to announce his candidacy and um, they don't really seem to care, care. the other residents. They're like... You've literally just got here and you're expecting me to vote with Charles, Based who on... I've known for... No, you're expecting me to vote for you over Charles. You're, yeah, you're expecting me to vote for you over Charles. I've known Charles for an awful long time. You can't win me over with a bunch of soggy egg and cress sandwiches. Yeah, Mr Kenny come lately. I want some beef and horseradish if, <laughs> if it's bribes we're talking about. Um, or some prawn cocktail, yes. And then um, it, the, this, the, the Stillwater farce, um, the, the, the notch gets turned up again on Wednesday and Friday's episode because they have a literal fencing duel. Um, Ken throws down the gauntlets to Charles, literally, and um, when, when Charles is saying, oh, what was he saying? I bet you just sit on your ass all day, Ken, basically. <laughs> and Ken says, well, let's see if that's I trained me for not. fencing. I'm sure it has somehow. But it turns out today I've that no. I've read books where people do fencing. This is the first time possibly that Ken's ever put on his um, fencing outfit. And unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, um, he is completely thrashed. Turns out that Charles was fencing national champion in the 1970s or something. Um, well, I was suspicious earlier when they already had fencing set up there. So what would... So, so Charles used to be a national fencing champion in the 70s. Yes. What could Ken do as a rival pastime to set up to beat everybody at? He being, plays a damn fine cornet. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being right about everything isn't a hobby. No. Um, <laughs> also very good at um, grammar and things. Maybe they could spell check her. Like correcting people's signs. Yeah. Okay, why have you put an apostrophe in CDs? Yeah. Um, Ken, Ken has a number of skills. He's I had know, many it's jobs. It's not visually as, as impressive as, um, as fencing, is it? No. Um, I don't know. Um, well, we'll have to circle back anyway, around to that. Anyway, never mind, because whilst this duel was um, going ahead, Norris has been sneaking around inside Charles's bag where <laughs> he finds... The Stillwater's rule book. Yeah. Yes, that's and right. It's, it's Charles been, was lying when he says that he doesn't it. have any more and he's had them sent off to be reprinted. And this is a this is like a hardback. It's a it's this a thick sturdy, tome. Yeah. There are many rules at Stillwater, but none of them are anything to do with if anything you if your said. dog whittles on the carpet, you have to pay this much money to get fresh cleaner in. That is a good point actually. That rule book is very hefty, but they've discovered many rules aren't in there. So what is in there? I don't know. Just like how to win at fencing. Yeah, well maybe it is. It's the the Because they were saying like all the the service charge covers all all the things that we're getting paid we have to pay extra for like parking. Um, you you are allowed to walk on the grass after all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Also, right number one, why did nobody have this book? It's it's silly. And how and do they know what the rules are? So what Charles just goes around and tells people. At the beginning of this Stillwater storyline, I was thinking, okay, this is a bit different. This is fun. Yeah, it's it it's not it's not a serious storyline clearly, but I'll I'll enjoy it well enough. But I'm I'm definitely moving into the territory now that this, this is was this not is getting a, out any... a bit too silly. Well, it it just needs a bit of internal consistency for me to buy it. Like when you get there and Charles says to you, it's part of the parking charge is five pound a week. And you say, 
okay and he says yeah it's in the rules and you say where are the rules and he says never mind about that you know what i mean at some point somebody's been told a rule that they didn't know existed and can't have access to see the rules and everyone just seems fine with it well exactly i don't believe that not a single person at Stillwaters has ever questioned the rules. Yeah, or wanted to see the rules. Yeah, I mean, and if they haven't, then they deserve everything that's coming to them. They deserve to have Charles as their evil overlord because they're both—they're all a bunch of idiots. Well, also, when you get there and he says something like, "Oh, you're not allowed to walk on the grass. It's in the rule book," and you say, "Well, I haven't seen a rule book," and he says, "Well, it, you you have to abide by the rules." When you say, "What what did I sign that says I have to abide by not walking on the grass?" Yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't really make any sense. It it is. It's just lacking of as we say, a little bit of um consistency in the old logic stakes. It and it doesn't take a lot to tidy it up particularly. You know, it doesn't have to be that nobody's ever seen these rules. It just has to be that people don't agree with them. Mm. It doesn't have to be as elaborate as he's he's like made this like hardback Penguin Classics version of Stillwater Rules, but somehow has hidden it from everybody. I was just kind of imagining something in, you know, in a little A4 plastic wallet. Yeah. And like also, you get when you go to an Airbnb, there's like four or five pages of rules. Yeah. The sway that he holds over, over his residence, you'd also think that he could just say to them, I'm making a new rule, you're not allowed to go on the grass, all right? And they would all go, yeah, okay. Mm. I don't, I don't think he needs to make up rules or hide rule books for, to have influence over people because I think we've established that he seems to, to rule un, um, unquestioning over everybody. So, mm. again, a but bit don't... too elaborate for, for what the plot they want the plot to be. I kind of thought it might have been that everybody was secretly in fear of Charles and they were just being a bunch of yes-men. But it did seem it that when Ken, when Ken announced he was going to be standing against him, they were like, no. But as I said... I. This this guy, Ken, has only been living there for, what, two weeks now? Three weeks? So, and he's also, to, to be fair... Don't you know who I am? Ken Barlow. Much as an insufferable old prig as this guy is. Very true. How are you going to pick between them? I'd be like, can we have Claudia or something? At least you'd do it with style. <laughs> She'd probably be like, right, darlings, the first rule is I have to wear a crown all the time. <laughs> Don't look. It's in the rule book. I, and I'm still not completely sure what what they're even voting for do do old folks homes have i know this is this is a for luxury living in your twilight years or whatever it's called uh, it, I, I don't this get is it. like this I'm, is like a cruise where the, the passengers are in charge of their own entertainment <laughs> isn't it and you, and you get to elect the captain and then the captain goes well the rules say we can go to the isle of white and you're supposed to be going to the caribbean you're like hang on a minute <laughs> Already been to the other way, and also I'm not paying extra to go to the other way because it's the most expensive stretch of water in the world. Um, I'm kind of guessing now then that Ken's going to um, uh, unveil this rule book with a flourish when they have some kind of electoral debate. Yeah. In next week's episode and, and, or, or whatever, what? and everyone's going to go, yeah. Well, I don't we know. They'll either the do that or they'll say, "Oh, in that case, I will vote for Ken." I just, I just I don't can't see. Yeah, any... what does the existence of the rule book mean to anybody? Well, who Ken's going to say, "Look, rules... he's been lying to you all this yeah, time." Yeah, but they knew the rules existed. But what has he been lying about? Well, he's been collecting fines from them. Yeah, but he'll say that's an old copy of the rules. There's a new copy of the rules, and I'm giving it. This is his story, it's, and it's the story still stands. I'm afraid his story is. He's print. He's come up with new rules, and they haven't been printed yet. And the old rules are out of date, so there's no point looking at the old rules. Well, I didn't see a date on the front of the cover. Well, it looked pretty dusty. <laughs> but he, but Michael, his point 
Charles's argument hasn't been disproven by the... The only thing that he said was that there were no copies of the rules anywhere. That's yeah. the only lie he said, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it, all he'll do is go, oh, good, you found a copy of the old rules. But well if people, done. If people are <laughs> so saying, what? but you were collecting fines from me, you know, two years ago, and yet this still doesn't say in the rule, but it, it just feels like there's a, there's a lot of holes. I know, it is a bit... Well, it's not a bit silly, it's very silly, but... yeah. I, it just really annoys me when they get mask. really silly things. Yeah, when they get silly things that just need. It just feels like somebody wrote the plot before they came up with the framework mm. that the plot hangs on. You, you you have to be a bit. Yeah, I'll still very much enjoy it for the characters that are involved, for the location and everything. But listen, if they're going to get schools wrong, they might as well get old people's homes wrong as well. I suppose so. I suppose so. Um, so that was that, Gemma. Johnny's yeah. got issues. <laughs> Johnny's got issues. Yes. So, don't forget, they've got a Rover's B&B. And we've actually seen a Rover's B&B customer. Yeah, but we haven't seen the room yet. No, haven't seen upstairs the Rover's for at least five years. It's all going well on Wednesday. They've got a new guest, Scott. He turns up. Liz and Sean both fall in love with him. So, we're going to have to find out which way he swings. On Coronation Street, he could find out for himself, surprisingly, that he goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, I always thought I was into tarty blondes with skirts like belts. Turns out like flouncing barmaid. Barman instead. So he said he's going to come back later because Johnny and Jenny are out at the brewery. He comes back, they're still not back, so Sean gets him a drink on the house. Um, unfortunately for him, <laughs> Liz, he's more interested in Liz. Jenny and Johnny return and we see Johnny is like, oh no, I know who this person is. Um, mis- mysterious link there between the two of them. We still don't know by the end of the week what the what the relationship is. Although you can guess because there's only going to be a few options. Well, we'll talk through those options in a minute. Unless, but yeah. again... Johnny is bisexual and that's his boyfriend. Oh gosh, don't. Because don't why not? Even anyone could be anyone could be bi on Coronation Street, but yet never call themselves bi. Mm, mm. How about that? It's like Schrodinger's Schrodinger's bisexual. <laughs> You're both straight and gay at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Until the storyline comes across. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. On Friday, Eileen comes in to join the oogling of of Scott. Um Jenny's fallen over, so I have to apologise to him for being late to, to, to come and meet up with him. Johnny's bugged off out somewhere, comes back in and out through the, the back door so he can avoid seeing Scott. And he says, Let, let's just go to France right now and see Eva. I've been talking to her on the phone and she desperately wants us to go. Um, it's clear that he's just trying to avoid Scott, but Jenny doesn't really pick up on that. She starts to think that he's feeling unwell. I think he says that well, he's she's unwell. Like, oh, and she's it, like, oh, you poor love. Is it, is your, it your MS? Is it your oopsie-daisy disease? Um, Sean shows Scott upset, upstairs, and Jenny says to Johnny, Johnny, go and see Eva by yourself. We can't just... She's like the most reasonable person to ever be faced with a impromptu holiday on Coronation Street. She says, no, we can't just go to France now. I know that normally we would do. In fact, we might just leave the show on a whim to go to France and live with Eva. But actually, we have one of us has to stay here to run the pub, remember? Can't cope with both of us gone. What she also should have said was, we've coped for the last 12 plus months with only one of us behind the bar at one time. So it'll be absolutely be fine if you go to France me. and I'll just, you know, take the lead for a little bit. 
bring me back some plonk and cheap fags and I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, so this Jenny and Johnny story does seem like it's going to be a, a Jenny-only story. I, I mean, do you think I that... I, Johnny seemed like pretty desperate to to get out of the country. I'm kind of wondering whether on Monday he'll he'll be gone, and that's the last we've seen really? of her. Well, maybe. When when well, characters want how... to go abroad on Coronation Street, they don't take they they're not yeah, slow about it. Um, the only reason I can, but it's just going to prolong the the mystery, isn't it? And it's boring. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, uh. yeah, I know. But this is what happened with Shown. Like, there's so many so many mysteries we had on the show where they they eked it out too long. And by the time it gets to the revelation, it's like we've guessed every single possible version that it could be. There's no surprises left. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind if, if Jenny yeah, uncovers you know, it while he's away. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the viewers will f- figure it out. So what do you... Like, your... for example, when Shona turned up and she, we knew that she knew David somehow and, she, and then we worked out one of the theories was that she was Clayton's mum... So what are your theories that it could be and you'd be disappointed if it was any of these? Um, Johnny owes him money. They are yeah. both playing an elaborate D&D game in real life and Scott and Johnny are just characters that they're playing but they actually are sisters in real life because you can be whatever you like. I think that Johnny and Scott have been um, secretly dating on eHarmony and Johnny's put a photo of himself that is actually Aiden's old photo. Um, and then when no. Scott finds out that what he really looks like, oh, he's going to be, be sort of disappointed by this. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's Scott gonna... is an older older gentleman. Yeah. Um, he's certainly older than Aiden and Kate. Yes. He but, seems like he's the sort of age that could have been a mate or business associate of Johnny's at some point in the past. So he could have been an adult friend of Johnny, but equally, the way Coronation Street likes to go, he could have been fathered by Johnny at the age of six. <laughs> could be. I'm I'm thinking more there's been some kind of dodgy business deal that's gone on here. And, um, yeah, and Johnny, and if he sees Johnny, he's going to be like, where's that hundred grand you owe me or... Something along those lines. I just thought there lines. was some kind of family relationship, or, did, or his as, brother, or his uncle, or his aunt, or his so I'm not cousin, that. Or, or has had did Johnny have it off with with Scott's wife at some point? Scott's wife had it off with Johnny. Or yes, they have it off with each other. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be. Uh, um, Jenny has PTSD induced amnesia, and that's actually her ex husband. Um, <laughs> and, and Johnny knows and Johnny's, Johnny's happy to let Jenny stay at the Rovers yeah, with him she's like she's, she's obviously barmy she's not remember I'm just I'm just going to France I, I assume we can blow over I assume we can rule out that um, Scott is dangerous in any way because Johnny wouldn't leave Jenny alone with him there so he's not I don't know he's Jenny, not going to be Johnny's a bit he's of not a predatory guy jo, jo, he was had a fling with his wife before she died Maybe. He's know. Aiden's real father. Or Aiden Kate's and Kate's real, real father. Oh, could mm. be, could be. But what? But why would no? He's Johnny, Johnny's mum. It, it's got to be some. John, Johnny's the one that's running away here. Yeah. Isn't he? There, there, there can't be anything that like that because Johnny would be like, ah, at last it's you. I'm gonna have it out with you. Johnny's done something wrong. Johnny has wronged this guy. No, but he might just be like, I can't bother with this drama. <laughs> Go in. 
maybe he's just like terrified of tall graying business types he wasn't ever scared of robert that's very true maybe there there was um scott and johnny had like 20 years ago scott had a tupperware party Mm. johnny went because he thought it was a normal party got there realized it was a tupperware party and didn't even go in and he's still (laughs) embarrassed because he and, and scott was Banking on everybody buying a set of nestling um, storage pots. No, I've got it. Go on. Johnny flashed his boobs on the <laughs> internet and it went onto Scott's phone and John, and Scott has got footage of him doing a sexy dance <laughs> to Kanye West and, and Johnny's yeah. like, he's going to show it to everyone in the Rovers. Or maybe they had um, a startling chat roulette experience with each other though, and they were both <laughs> drunk on whiskey and, they d- and he didn't know that Scott was recording it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. could be, could be. I'll just have to wait next week and see. I hope it's one of those. I things. hope it's one of those and not just <laughs> something plain and boring. It's my brother. Um, so, uh, I don't know, we'll see. It's my brother and he was always the favourite. I'll tell, tell you what I didn't like about this story. I what? could not stand the ogling with Eileen and Liz and Sean. They all came off as being utterly desperate and pathetic. <laughs> Michael, that's spoken like a man who's been married and for the most of you'd be have your tongue hanging out. I mean, sexy y- Scott came into your pub. Y- you know, you know, I've been a big, you know, a supporter and a champion of Sean when everybody else has been against him. Yeah. I do like Sean, yeah. but he is a bit of a run trick pony, isn't he? Fancying people, gay or straight, that's literally all he's good for. Eileen, Sean and, and Liz, any time a new character who's remotely in their age bracket turns up, they they all start circling. It's like, you know when um you see a spider's web and a fly comes and the spider just comes running out immediately and grabs it up and starts wrapping it up into a parcel? That's them lot. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't like, especially, I mean, Sean, I know is desperate, but I don't like Liz being desperate. She should be, you know... Liz has always strong. been a bit desperate. No, she should be They're a all strong, desperate. powerful... Um, she, she should have the men running after her, not the other way around. Well, I think she I did like have it. him coming running after her. I, I didn't like it. It seemed very, very cliché. And I'll say the same thing. I know we haven't got to the story yet. At the end of, was it Monday's episode with Toya and, Lea, uh, Toya and Imran? And they'd had all their, 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 their words about her going to the protest. And then we had the cliche scene of him saying, oh, but you're sexy. Oh, tell me how sexy I am. Oh, let's go back home and have sex. It's like, <laughs> is this the best dialogue you can come up with these characters? Honestly. <laughs> I just roll them my too eyes much at about it. our marriage. That doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, they should have just gone back and said, "Let's watch another episode of seventies. Um, oh, should we watch Tiger Emmerdale? King? Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah, just it's t- just a shorthand way of, and it does it annoys me a little bit as well when they have a character and they bring them in as a hunk or a sexy lady, and in order because they think we don't have eyes in our head to make us realise how desirable this character. Is is we have to have a scene with a bunch of people drooling over them to make them seem even more desirable. Well, it sometimes, always happens. Sometimes I'll have characters that, that aren't, you know, traditionally sexy, but they'll still have the characters, yeah. you know, tripping over their tongues well, over them as well. maybe we're not up on our pub banter. I just wish that there was more motivation for some of these characters than I want to get into bed with them. And I know it's a soap and everything, but... 
oh, what do you want Sean to say? Oh, Scott, you like chess? Do you want to join my chess club? <laughs> yeah, And Liz exactly. is like, oh, he looks like a crochet guy to me. <laughs> and Sean's like, oh, my chess, my chess radar is gone. <laughs> to go and get it, get, see if um, Kevin can sort it out for me. Before, before we move on from that story, can I just say... Dirk got another name check. Oh, he did, didn't he? Loved it. He was there. <laughs> Jenny gave Jenny, him a, yeah. a pint. I, I, I would say that that's maybe only about the third time that Dirk has, um, has got his name mentioned in the show. Um, loved it. So if you're um, taking a shot every time... <laughs> yeah. That, that, you're not quite as drunk as Ardy yet. You but... can definitely afford to buy yourself a very nice bottle of whiskey to do it with. <laughs> um, right, speaking of the, uh, the, the whole batter's beeb um relationship Gemma what what's our uh, our favorite lawyer and um sales executive now <laughs> shrug <laughs> been up to this week don't know what she's up to so if this storyline was about um had Toya flashing her boobs it could be batter's beeb <laughs> batter's boob Bat- Toya batter's boob <laughs> right no that's not what happened she would never do such a thing <laughs> Actually, she might do. She might do. (laughs) Depends, doesn't it? It does. I mean, she gets the horn quite quickly, does Toya, doesn't she? Imran just has to give her the right look and she'd drop her jaws for him. Hey, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) On Monday, Imran is getting ratty at Toya. I'm surprised that when when Jenny was doing the tidying effort in the Rovers at the end of the day, she didn't find Toya's um, frilly knickknacks down on the floor outside uh, outside the ladies. You're horrible. Be quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, he's ratty because she had been in trouble last week with the police for gluing herself to some environmental guy. <laughs> <laughs> she went on a protest. I've been watching this show very closely. <laughs> he's ratty and says, look, keep, can't go on protests and stuff. We're, we could jeopardise everything we've been working towards. Once more. Shrug. <laughs> What have uh, they been working where's towards? Where's the blueprints? <laughs> I want to see. Do you think they're, they're going to do an elaborate heist or something? <laughs> I don't know. I would love because it. Because we never see them. They could this very is the well. most we've seen of Toya and Imran for months. I've got no idea they could, what they're yeah, working towards. Yeah, but Michael, towards. they could very well, on their off days when we're not watching the show, be planning like a jewellery heist or something in in London. Maybe. Or like... Are, are they just talk- Maybe they're talking about getting a flat together or... Don't I, I don't know. I don't know, but whatever it is, her getting herself in trouble is jeopardising it. Imran does seem like the kind of guy who, bless him, at a dinner party where he didn't know you, would get a bit drunk and then say, what's your five-year plan? Like, that's a fun <laughs> thing to talk about. Yeah, it's like your old boss. Yeah, I know, what a dick. Um, she, yeah, is going to jeopardise everything we've been working towards. And then he says she's passionate and sexy and it batters her right back up again. So off they go. Off they up go. Up them stairs. Vegetable lasagna for two. On Wednesday, Toya is surprised to find Evelyn has been hiding the fact that she got arrested, kind of, from Arthur. And she's also surprised to hear from Evelyn that Imran is recruiting or something? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I missed that. I meant to rewatch that. Oh, sorry. This is bad. Last week, we had to have people on Facebook tell us that um, what Jeff had found in uh, Yasmin's bag was was a leaflet. leaflet from the community centre about domestic abuse or something. And I completely, that, that, that I missed that. So maybe someone will have to tell me what that recruiting thing was. Maybe it was to do with... Oh, no, maybe it was she must have found out that Nick was recruiting. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Because she gets a job with Nick at the end of the episode, uh, on Friday's episode. Let's just make it up after we've watched it. Yeah. 
Imran comes in and accidentally drops Evelyn in it with Arthur by bringing up the arrest. And on Friday, we continue the episode and Arthur just thinks it's hilarious. He's cool with it. Well, at a certain point, when you get to a certain age, surely you can get arrested with no consequence. That's why you need to be careful of all these old people. Tell you what, if Arthur was running for president of Stillwater, I'd vote for him. He seems like a really chill guy. Yeah, it's me, Arthur. He's not got a stick up his bum like Ken and he's not... You know, closet Nazi. evil, <laughs> yeah, evil like. money hoarder like Charles. <laughs> um, or is he? We have only known him for a few weeks. You know, got well, to have I've some my theory, skeleton in I? his closet. Toya is miffed to hear Imran is representing the guard who was punched at the protest. I think that is a bit. I also don't think you'd be allowed, would you? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a you know, conflict, conflict of, of interests. Interest. Um, Arthur says, I used to do some protesting in my day, and uh, talks about something. Well, Evelyn's, Evelyn's just chuffed that um, she, he's not been put off her brush with the law. They both need to be careful, because you can break your hip protesting. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. Toya gets a job in sales at the factory over the phone somehow, and Imran's decided to drop the security guard case, and we still don't know if they go home and have a takeaway or not, but I'm going to say yes. I think that they don't have a takeaway. But she her turn to cook, and she said... I think that they I'm decided in the end they're not going to have a... Well, what are they going to eat then? Is Imran going to make it? I don't I know. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, what's going on here then? So they're... is she going to be co-workers with Michael? I don't be know. Because that would be quite funny. I, don't... I, th- I can imagine them winding each other up. I, I think I don't think that they I think that they would have personality clash. Yeah, me too. But then, I, uh, but then the problem with it would be I think Michael would be made out to look like the cool one, and yeah, Toya would be look like the frumpy. Like, I've got a brand muffin. He's like, oh, I've got a cupcake, and everyone's like, the cupcake guy is the best and funniest one. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, do, do they need two marketing people at the factory? What? Why is? Uh, she's in sales. He's marketing. Oh, is it not the same thing? <sighs> you can have sales and marketing. Okay. It's but marketing's like, marketing to... is like, ooh, look at this toilet roll. And then sales is like, it's five pounds, please. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I, is, is this in Toya's skill set now that she's that she can do sales and t- Nick will well, just can, give her the job just like that? That she can get inside people's brains and go, look, I was a counsellor for ages. I can, pl- I can prey on people's weakness. It can make you think that you want yeah, these um, toilet rolls. colourful sports bras. They come in black and red. Um, Innovation. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea that they're um, expanding the cast of characters potentially now that Toya is going to be interacting with. Oh, I love because that. Because they've not, we've not seen she's very much very of her. She's been secluded. Or, yeah, it's... And I also, can't think of who she's actually had scenes with. Hardly I mean, anyone. Dr. Ali, and now he's gone. So putting her into the factory means that she's going to be working there with Michael, with, um, with Sarah Lou, with Nick, with all the factory girls. So that, that it could be, you know, a bit more storyline potential for her there. And maybe maybe there's going to be a bit of chalk and cheese um, flirting between Toya and Michael. I don't know. He likes, he likes the older... Um, Cupcakes. She likes the old brand muffins. Yeah. Um, so what, you, mate, what were you going to say? I'm just going to say that Michael has shown interest in ladies older than himself in the past. Has okay. he not? So maybe he might fancy Toya. Now Toya's like mid-twenties. <laughs> just like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It, it could that, that could be fun, I suppose. Um, Unless... I'm also excited about the prospect of them expanding what they do at the factory, which so far seems to be having arguments 
with people at at the, at the kettle and Nick squinting at Gale. Yeah, we have not actually seen them make any. They knickers. haven't done anything in there. They don't and how long have they been open I now? Think they're, they're, since before I tell you Christmas. what's happened. They've they opened it before Christmas and they put in a big fancy showroom, a nice area for the reception area, tea room. Prettily. They've got nice places to eat. Nick's got a giant desk. There's also lots of room for office staff. And somebody got in a minute there, is going to say, "Do you know what we haven't got?" Machines and machinists. Yeah, we've not made anything. We've got no thread. Elastic's right out. Whoops. Well, it's all toy. We'll get them straight. She'll be like, look, Speaking first of... of all, first thing that I've got to tell you is you're not making any products. <laughs> um, speaking of toys expanding friendship groups, I did quite like the fact that they were giving us some stuff to do with Evelyn and um, Arthur as well. That seemed like it could be. Uh, and with Nina, though we didn't have Nina at all this week, did we? No, we didn't. So hopefully they're investing in her a little bit more. Yes, Deserves please. It. Please. And, 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 and potentially she, should, she could get involved in this Ollie storyline as well, I suppose. We will have There's to wait and see. There's always somewhere she can stick her oar in, isn't there? Finally, we've got the Winter Blues, um, which just was on Monday's episode, I think. And oh yeah, because this was, we were left last week with um, Gemma, Chesney and Dr. Gaddas together. And Gemma, a fair play to Dolly Rose Campbell. I thought she did a very, very good job at the beginning of Monday's episode, with her pouring out of grief at uh, how difficult she's finding the situation. She can't sleep. She's having nasty thoughts. I thought that Dolly did a bang-up job, yep. I have to say. Yeah, she did. Um, she says, so, uh, Mr. Dr. Gaddas says, look, have you thought about harming yourself? And she's like, no. And Gaddas says, what about the babies? Have you thought about harming them? And there's this long pause, and and Chesney's, I mean, Gemma's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Ches. One thing I didn't I, think about putting them in the washing machine. I'm sorry. One thing I wish they had said more, and I know that they've already said it at least once, but I think it does need to be hammered home a bit more. Is that these are intrusive thoughts, and you can anyone can have them about anything. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of subconscious. You're not. It's it like just work their way into your head. I, and I really wish that somebody had explained it to Chesney. Like, have you ever been driving and you see the centre line of the motorway and you think to yourself, I could just drive into mm. it? It's not exactly the same thing as what Gemma's going through, but it's definitely it's like that. of the family of, of thoughts of things that you know you're not going to do, but sometimes it just gets inside your brain. Mm. Well, you said earlier when we were t- when uh, with the with the Steve and Leanne story that Dr. Gaddis is pretty chill about um, Ollie's like, yeah. seizure, and she's pretty much the same here. She's everyone, like, everyone, you thought about harming your kids? No, oh, we do it all the time, love. Well, you, I had started five kids. Espe- I've only got three. <laughs> Especially if you got in the postnatal depression. But you know what? I think that this is what this storyline is, Gemma. Just breaking it to you now. <laughs> and I looked in and TV she says, time. "Well done for being so honest, Gemma. You've done a good job. Fantastic." off you go home now because I've got something else to sort out now yeah what's that Liz so back home Paul helps out a bit Chesney goes out to get a prescription he's a bit worried about leaving Gemma alone well this alone. prescription is for uh, her antidepressants yeah. I assume and I don't think we've ever seen a storyline where we've seen people that have, got, that have been depressed and had counselling and maybe people have been on antidepressants but we haven't seen ones where people try to go on antidepressants and it doesn't work out for what particular reason because I know that when you need to go on them quite often you'll have to try lots of different ones Mm. and alarmingly some of the side effects of some of the antidepressants if they don't work out for you are suicidal thoughts which is not really what you want no it's not a miracle cure as uh, some might have us believe um, Gemma later um, overhears Chesney telling Paul about what Gemma's been saying and so she's like 
she kind of realizes that the best place for her is away from the kids and she doesn't she just wants to you know um take herself out of the situation and chesney's trying to stop her and he starts opening up about his own worries and says look i think you're a great mum. quads need you and bernie comes in and she reveals that she's taken over chesney's job at prima donna so he doesn't have to work there either anymore or as much i can't remember i think it's not as much he is still the boss there, isn't he? In maybe the chip shop. I don't think that that um, Bernie's particularly um, a good candidate for being the manager. Well, she she was burning the chips or something the other day, wasn't yeah. she? Um, anyway, Gemma's she's going to stay with them. So basically, she's gets free rent in return for working some of Chesney's shifts. Yes. Um, so I mean, it it could well be that. The, the end is in sight for this story, and everything turns out okay. I wouldn't be complaining. No, I wouldn't mind if they stopped it now, but... Just it would like be a the... bit of a... It would feel a bit like... Oh. This is easy, as you've got pale nose depression, that's fine, just get your mum to do... To, to, yeah. to do the, the, the father's Solve job. Solve your problems in a really specific way that nobody else can emulate. Yeah, well, it's a bit like what we said about the Jeff story, and it can't just end with yeah, it's her exactly. killing him. <laughs> but... No. I think uh, we would... Uh, this Although has gone like on that. long enough now, this Gemma story, so... Well, this is the same thing, like, yeah... We don't like this storyline, so we're fed up with it. But you can't complain about this storyline taking too long and at the same breath say that you liked you like the Jeff and Yasmin storyline. I know, I know. And the same thing with the Sinead Cancer storyline. I was like, can we just kill her off now? <laughs> she's got cancer, she's going to die, just let her die. But you have to let these things go for a certain amount of time to be realistic and people to... I know. ...to see things that they've experienced happening. Mm. Are you kind of assuming that Bernie's stay is permanent now? Because when she went off a few months ago, I thought, oh, okay, is that it then? Is that the last we've seen of Bernie? And now she's come back again. And she I just wondered whether it's coming in and out for no particular reason. It feels as though she could have just stayed and not gone anywhere. Yeah. So. I don't understand. Is she a regular now. character now? I think, I think that she may well be on the regulars list. Okay. Speaking of characters, Gemma, do oh, you yeah. have... Character of the week. I've got to score week. it first, don't I? You can do whatever or do you fancy. I won't do any of it then. No, you've got to do one of them, please. Oh. Leanne. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm looking at the stories we've had this week and thinking who has you know, done, a, done a good job in the old acting stakes, but also the characters who has... Um, uh, who, who, who's been laudable. Um, I mean... I almost want to give it to Steve out of sympathy. But he's not. I'm not going to say that he's been the best dad. I think he probably hasn't deserved it. Um, I, th- I don't want to just give it to Asher just be- just to say, well, her storyline was the best story this week, so therefore, as the poster child for the story, I'm going to give it to her. But I'm going to give it to Toya because she is showing promise and she's getting herself, and she's getting her elbows on the table, or whatever you call it. Getting in there, getting herself jobs. She has got in there in numerous Imran times this week. To, sh- to shut up, I'm not cooking for you. Um, I just nice to see her in it more. Yeah, um, and Imran, they can have a joint. I and if they break uh, up, I'm giving it to Toya. I c- I can't give it to Asha because she was a bit silly and she stripped in front of a camera. You can't be so judgmental. That that'd be a sympathy vote as well. Um, I mean, Amy organised a banging party, so maybe her. Tunes. 
See, that's that's why Ed Ed should have. Ed like, was like, I up. thought you liked parties, Ed. And now apparently the tunes aren't banging enough for you. <laughs> They're not reggae They're not enough. <laughs> um, who can you keep talking? Because I'm still trying to think. Well, I've got to also. You can score give your score, it, can't you? I don't know what to score it out of. Um, some bits of it. I mean, we're we're in a weird position now because. Some bits of it were from a different week, weren't they? Yeah, I know, but you're scoring it as a whole, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half signed photos of Tommy Orpington <laughs> next to your bed. Yeah, that's where I keep mine. Watch out, they get stolen. I'm going to give mine to Dr. Gaddas this week but because she was, she was so a chill. calming, chill influence in two stories. She left. She I left the characters anything, she was involved with, leaving feeling completely fine about about whatever but issues I think that they got. Really she was lovely. What they had wrong with them? No, she she's had seven years at medical school, Gemma. Neither of us has. That's I true. believe that that old Susan I knows have what she's talking about. Played Two Point Hospital though, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Gaddas is my character of the week this week. Why not? Did you? How many did you give it out of uh, five? Three, did I give it three and a half? I'm giving it three and a half. I'm going to give it um, three and a half um, doggy hydrotherapy sessions in the canal <laughs> out of five, I think. Um, so I thought that was a pretty good week. I enjoyed it muchly, even though some of it was verging on the silly, like Stillwaters, and some characters, Leanne, were verging Mardy. on the unbearable. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, let's move on to the cabin and see what um, has been going on in the old news this week. News time, what's in the news this week? Well, we yeah. have got rumours this week of new Coronation Street documentaries potentially being made. Not a massive surprise, considering it's the 60th anniversary and we're just waiting to find out what the, the plans are. We know about the Queens of the Street um, series. No, it's just one-off, actually. I think it's coming at the end of the year. But we've heard rumours this week, um, thanks to an article in The Mirror by Susan Knox, that there's going to be a four-part series focused on Corrie's longest-running characters. Um, I'm guessing a little bit like they the one they did about Audrey before Christmas, which I, I think I remember us quite enjoying. Yeah. Um, so the um, it, it says that it includes um, Ken and Bet. I mean, I suppose when it says longest running characters, I don't think Bet was a longest running character, but never mind. I guess it's just about icons. I think they just the mean Aud- iconic. The Audrey one was called Coronation Street icons. And, Audrey Roberts or something, wasn't it? And she's also you say she's not a long running character, but she was in it a bit more than let's say Wayne was. Yes, you're They're right. They're not going to be doing a section on Wayne, are they? It's going to be about the Corrie Wrinkleys. Let's do some programs about them because they're the people that we got the most clips from. Put Emma Barlow in it. They should totally do Irma Barlow in Put it. Put Harry Hewitt in it. No, I don't think Put so. Put Lucille Hewitt in it. Um, can you, can you, would you like to have a guess at who the final two could be if uh, if one was Ken and one was Bet? Are they only doing four? Oh. It, according to it it TV a... Insider, who's been telling the mirror all about it, yeah. Susan Knox at the mirror. I thought it was a four-part series about all the characters, not four... Oh, I, took, I don't know. I took it to mean that there'd be a, an episode on a different person, but you might be right. I'm thinking... I often am. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I haven't got the article here. I've just summarised it. I would prefer it, it to, be, badly. to be lots of different people. That's why I said I didn't expect them to do a whole episode about Harry Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we just make the advert break about 20 minutes long in this one? No, I'm, I'm thinking it's an episode per character. So there'll be one on they Ken, could, one they on They could Beth. sell lots of adverts for the AA in that one, though, couldn't they? They're true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rita, I'm guessing. I'm trying to think who's already had a documentary about them. Because they, 
they've done these ones in the past, haven't they? Like they did that Gail and Meal documentary yeah, but don't when forget, she was. Michael, we did a character profile about Tracy. Very true. Seven years ago, and then we doubled the length of it in all the stuff she's just done in that amount of time. So yeah, absolutely right. Think um, of all the stuff Ken's done. I'm thinking. I mean, it doesn't have to be um, current characters as well either, does it? If no. Bet's involved in there. No, but it does kind of. Yeah, I think it's going to be somebody who was famous from the 80s on, isn't it? They're not going to do... They're not going to do... We're not going to get any Nina Sharples. I don't think so. Too, too... I just don't think... I think people won't care. Mm. It's been too long and nobody, like... I mean... Not very many people remember... Getting people to tune in to watch something about Bet, like, 25 years after she made her proper first exit might be difficult, but she is fairly iconic. I mean, Hilda Ogden, I suppose, could be another one, but again, she was... Because we're like she was there until until nineteen eighty seven, and they didn't. I don't think we had a, any kind of you know bye bye Hilda program or a Gene Alexander's dead. Let's show some great Hilda clips. I don't think. The thing is, we're preaching to the choir a bit here. Everyone who's listening is probably going, "What? No, I'd love that." But um, most people, you have the, the to, common you, viewer. You have to be a Coronation Street. Why would you not watch Coronation Street? But watch this. So they've already got a smaller pool. Of, of an audience, haven't they? They've already narrowed it down to just people that watch Coronation Street yes. or have watched it in the past. And then you've got to pick from that pool what people are going to be likely to watch. But if they do put something on about older characters like Hilda Ogden, they might tempt people in, lapsed Coronation Street fans. That's true. To, to, uh, they, to be watching I definitely, normal Cor- That's why I think that they, they should do more, a, more of um, a, a scattergun approach of different people, not just one per episode. Because I would mm. love to watch like, the best characters of the 60s episode, but that's just because we've been watching it. Um, the 60s well, were just earlier like this year for me. We will watch the space on this one because it hasn't even been officially announced yet, and I think it's something that's supposed to be um, airing over summer, potentially, if well, they're, if they're doing this. Well, they've got some ideas from me, then. And oh. as usual, we don't charge. <laughs> unless you want to be a patron. Um, second bit of news this week. Now, we talked last week about the um, Soap Podcast Awards um, that uh, Artec Media will be running in the following weeks. And since then, the nominations have been opened. Um, you can vote now. And in fact, there isn't very much longer left. The votes close on Sunday this weekend. So if you're listening to this a uh, couple of weeks behind in Canada or you however far behind you are now, because I've got no idea where our timelines match up at the moment, you have missed it. But if you are voting, if you are listening to this on Saturday or Sunday, get yourself over to www.artakemedia.com. Our, our take. Take media. And um and you can um and you can you can go and vote for your all your favourite Cory people. Like I said before, most of the categories have got one Cory person to vote in. So if you are a uh, if Cory is your only soap love like it is for us, then um it's gonna be an easy choice. Um in the best lead actor um nomination we've got Rob Mallard, so not surprising that one after um the Tour de Force um performance in the Sinead Cancer storyline. And equally, we've also got Katie McGlynn in the Best Lead Actress category. Um, best Supporting Actor. Um, now, I, uh, I don't know exactly um, what counts as supporting <laughs> versus lead, but um, they've gone for uh, Peter Ash as uh, Paul Foreman uh, for Best Supporting Male and in the Best Supporting Actress, um, Shelley King. So I think that's lovely to see Shelley getting nominations for things because we don't see too much of that. Um, and with the Soap Awards being cancelled, she's maybe missed out on her chance of getting a proper big uh, nomination in, a, in a, a big award ceremony this year. What category is this? What? 
best younger actor. These are all men. You've well, got... Yeah, best younger. They've got a best younger actress, don't worry. No, no, they're men. <laughs> You've got Aidan Duckworth as Ollie Morgan, Clay Mil- Milner-Russell as Bobby Beale from EastEnders, and Joe Warren Plant as Jacob Gallagher from Emmerdale. They all look about 25. And then you've got Kyron Bowes as Jack from Coronation Street. I know we've accused him of being too old for the role, but he certainly fits the best younger actor It category. does say best younger actor from naught to 18. Well, the babies are underrepresented. Well, maybe people will have a look at old Kyron's just, cute little face and say, oh, let's vote for him. Let's just say, if this was a, an actual fight, Kyron would be... On the floor first. He'd be alright if he had to take off his prosthetic leg and beat them around the head with it. I don't think the, am the I, am I is Am I mixing facts with fiction here? Best younger actress, um, we've got um, Elle Mulvaney as Amy Barlow as Coronation Street's nominee there and some others from other soaps. There, that, that's not to 25. Oh yeah, why well, best younger actress not to 25? And best interesting. Act, interesting indeed. Um, best guest stint. Um, so these are for the, the one-off appearances, I think, and who else but Lorraine Kelly Had could to get be Lorraine Coronation Street's vote for this. Yeah, daft, weird woman! <laughs> if you enjoyed she, watching Lorraine shot Kelly get shot... Sorry, leg. You have to vote for that. Yes. Because one of the, um, one of the other people has uh, got a 107-year-old man in a scooter. And again, if there was, this was an actual fight, I think Lorraine Kelly could take him. Oh, I think so. Although, I did, Although Chris Kamara probably could hold his own and so could Alison Hammond. So. I love Alison Hammond. I oh, know, she's she great. She's great on Big Brother. She I love got Chris voted Kamara. Off too soon. Who doesn't love Chris Kamara? Um, I have no opinion on Chris Kamara. Is That's he a sports person? I told you who he is. He's the, <laughs> he's the guy who doesn't know what's going on and you could take his job. Um, best couple. Um, we've got Katie McGlynn and Robert Mallard as Coronation Street's nominees for that one. Oh, look, Emmerdale got Emma and Charity Dingle. I... I, sorry, Ooh. Emma as Charity Dingle and Michelle Hardwick. I, I hear that they're popular. EastEnders has got Max Bo- Bowden and Tony Clay. Oh. So we've got, we got uh, a got, category got for best couples. MM, FF, MF and, and MF. We've only got two heteronormative couples in there. Very progressive. Good for them. Although I heard that the other two couples were both bi. <laughs> best love triangle. The Coronation Street um, nominees are um, Sarah... Gary and um, Adam, so Tina, Mikey and Gary, and all the triangulation that's been going on there. Um, we've got best, I like best friendship as a category. Yeah, I think Other awards that have best friendship, they do they? They have best on-screen partnership. They do, you're right, and that yeah, usually and kind of covers, that's some, it's usually couples, isn't yeah. it? But sometimes it might be, you know, the like Norris and Mary, Norris and, Mary, Norris and Rita married. kind of thing. Um, but, um, I think they should also extend this, if we were to do this in another year, we should extend this to real life. I've noticed that all of the nominees in Best Friendship are all men. That's because women can't be friends, we all know this. Who we're have we got for Coronation rivals. Street, Gemma? <laughs> Ryan Prescott is Ryan Connor and... James Burroughs as Ali Neeson from Coronation Street. Good choices. Really love that those those two. What a great partnership. Yeah, Peter Ash has got another nomination in the best newcomer category uh, as Paul Foreman. Is that best male newcomer? No. All the women are crap. Uh, Obviously they are. Obviously, Um, best return. We have to say we did have input into some of these. We did. But we don't know. We're acting surprised. We did have some input into. We we don't know anything about the other soaps, so we had no input to. We could have. We could have. We could have gone uh, espionage and uh, like given them 
said, well, why don't you nominate this person that everyone hates for, for that? We should have oh, done yeah, that. Have Throwing a few spanners in the works. Too late now. The folks are about to close. Um, for best return, we've got Malcolm Hebden returning as Norris Cole to vote for on Coronation Street. But equally, we do have a Coronation Street, an ex-Coronation Street nominee for Claire King as Kim Tate in Emmerdale. So I liked 50% her. chance that somebody from Coronation Street who has ever been in Coronation Street will win that one. And a look, straight from a mansion abroad in LA, we've got Patsy Palmer. Is that as- why she was in the news the other day? Was that why we were supposed to care that she's got a nice house? Because she was in Cor- uh, EastEnders recently. Apparently so. Who we got next? Best exit, and for that, we've got Bafna as Rana <gasps> Habib, because that Fattened. was a pretty good exit. I love this picture of um, of Moya Brady as Breedy McQueen, though, and Hollyoaks with those angel's wings behind her. I think that she had quite a good exit, so I hear. I keep that. I wish that I wish that she was a character in Corrie. Best villain. Now this is going to be interesting as well because Breed McQueen in Hollyoaks was a mega mega villain. But tell you what, she she's been dead a few months now, and I think that the uh, current story of uh, Jeff and Yasmin may well see well, Ian he's Bartholomew nominated as yeah Jeff. snatching that award from her yeah for Coronation Street for Team Corrie. So good luck, Ian, on that one. Best Coronation Street storyline. Um, oh yeah, so we've got all these ones, so we're definitely going to win this. We're definitely going to win this category. I say we. Well, we're part of the team now. We, we any time they win, well, it's part of our glory. And if they lose, well, we told them that they were being crap at it, so it's not <laughs> our fault. So um, the 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 four best. Coronation Street storylines that you can vote for for 2019 are Sinead's Cancer Journey, Jessa Bruce of Yasmin, Underworld We've Collapsed and Carla's Breakdown, and Caddy's Christmas Nightmare. It should be Caddy's Christmas Nightmare. However you want to pronounce it, that's the fourth one. Who? Uh, oh, what would you pick for that I one? I don't know. I don't want to influence the vote because... Um... I don't want to be accused of any misdeeds now. We just said that we would probably have tried to um, <laughs> to sway it if we were only clever enough. Um, Emma Dale and EastEnders, you don't care who's, vote, who's nominated for that, do you? And Holly Oaks, if you do, I'd f- we'll go you. and find out. Click on the link and vote, and then you can vote, vote for Coronation Street or whatever soap you fancy. For best soap. For best soap. And thank you again to Artate Media for taking the time to put together all of those nominations and putting together the soap awards online yes, this the, year. Lovely press releases really and good, everything. Really fun, brilliant idea to get everyone together. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to getting online. involved with that and helping out and doing a bit of the um, doing a bit of the voiceovers and things. Maybe we won't weeks. be asked now. Oh no, that'd be fine. Right. Um. So that's that bit. And final bit of news. I just want to um, you know, uh, group together some Corrie videos that I've enjoyed watching on the internet in the past. I don't think uh, you should really days. group these together. They're not all exactly the same, but um, they're all they're all the audiovisual medium. So featuring Coronation Street actors. Indeed. First one. I really love this. Coronation Street have started um starting last week. They've done it again um tonight, putting a Corrie Good News video up um after friday's episode presented by um the lovely and smiley and friendly and wonderful colson smith who plays craig in coronation street isn't he lovely he's lovely he's um, so lovely he was on lorraine this morning and he was talking to her about um about coming up with it or helping to to do this he basically when um the, the, the filming stopped at Coronation Street recently he was saying to the, the behind the scenes guys anything that I can do to help keep the you know the Corrie fires burning and then they kind of work together to put this project together so I basically he's not on furlough because you're not allowed to work basically um, there's a what seven to ten minute video or so being put up every Friday now of lovely um, 
it's basically, do you remember when they did the Corrie Tweet of the Week? It's basically that. Expanded. Yes, to, to fit. With um, different sections. Yeah, like, there's like. Show us a picture of your pet. Not you, Abby. Show us a picture of you saying something funny about Coronation Street. Not you, Michael. Like that. Yeah, basically. Say something, say something witty and intelligent. Not you, Gemma. Yeah, they have a, there's been two videos so far and there hasn't been a tweet from the Conversation Street Twitter account, hashtag just saying, but so far. I have noticed in the past when they've done things like that, they haven't picked fan we didn't accounts. Get, we didn't get Tweet of the Week either. They I think that they tweet just the don't week. want to Dan. promote fan accounts. Well, that, what do you mean? Have you, because, the, because there are other people that also do stuff, not just us. Coronation Street blog has also not featured any of exactly. these yet, I have to say. Although Ben Price fan account did get uh, a tweet read out last week, so oh, congratulations well to her. Um, yeah, anyway, it's, I really, really love this. It was something nice for me to wake up to on Saturday morning because we were recording late last Friday night, so I didn't get to see it then. It was just, yeah, lovely. And, and Colson um, is a, a really good uh, choice and really great host for this because... It's either next and or deck. He could be. The he really, next actually, could or be. Deck. I think he's he got just great needs, charisma. He's, he's got. He's very bouncy. He's very lovely. All the very energetic. Love him. Um, he just needs um, to smooth his delivery out a little bit because he's only been doing it for two weeks. And also smooth it to, to include mentioning some of our tweets. Sarcastic sidekick. I'll help. We tried. We tried this week to get ourselves know, included in this. Not they asked. Though. They wanted a picture of pets watching Coronation Street, and we put a picture on Twitter of Abby watching Minnie Coldwell. Did they pick it? No, no. they didn't. We also had got a fairly <laughs> underrated. <laughs> so underrated! I can't believe this. I'm furious. Wanna... What? 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 Uh, our Len Fairclough video. This tweet. was the the tweet that we saved up for ages to, to post at a certain time to see if we could get more people to like it, and no, well, like. I don't know, not very many people like Jer, but this is just uh, brilliant. If you want to find out what it is, you go on Twitter account and find it. Go to our Twitter account and look under media. Made us laugh. The easiest way to find it, the media. <laughs> anyway, maybe we'll appear on one of them. I, I don't, don't think I, really. I hold no grudges, honestly. I think they must have some kind of um, policy. Not that, although it does sound like I'm tooting my own horn here, that we should definitely be included because we are awesome. <laughs> That just goes I just, I really, really, really love the idea. It's wonderful. It's smiley. It's happy. Um, it's getting the fans involved. It's showing the fans that they're appreciated um, for the, the tweets and the pictures and the games and everything. Oh, I think Abby's just brought a mouse in. I'm just going to have to pause this. Okay, and we're back. Ten minutes later, mouse rescued. Scuttling around happily outside to live Waiting to squeak her, another day. They well, normally we, hang around until she gets them again. We did have to have a little chase around the hall, but yeah, it's fine now. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> that drama. You can check out our Twitter account for a picture of the mouse that Abby brought in, by the way. She always brings them in. Fine, doesn't she? She never kills them. She doesn't seem to doesn't kill play. them. What are we talking about? I was just saying about how much I, I love the concept behind this Corrie Good News thing. And yeah. um, time like bitter. this, everybody needs well, to, to, to smile. And I like that okay. Coronation Street fans. Um, Love for the show is being um, recognised by the good folks behind the scenes at Coronation Street, apart from us. Um, In this particular, we're only joking. Yes. We don't. We don't need the popularity bump anyway. We're doing great. We've got nearly six thousand followers. So, <laughs> okay. um, do you want to talk about this? Our, our second um, video. Thanks for setting me up for this one. Yeah, this was your third. The, your second of the videos that you liked, and they don't really go together as a theme, unfortunately, <laughs> because the other one. You're so good at making links with that, I'm segue, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the theme is domestic abuse. <laughs> yeah. Um, Women's Aid has put together um, a 
series of Corycast messages for people um, who are at home at the moment and just letting them know if they feel, feel that they are in danger of abuse or being abused, that they have options and things that they can do and, and ways to, to help. It's about putting 5-5 five, five in the call to let them let the police know it's a secret code that you can't say. Just cooking your chicken. Some of these things are also relevant to men who may be um, experiencing domestic abuse, but this is from women's aid, hence the focus on women. Indeed, and it had, it was, it was in it, Shelley King was in it, um, uh, Sally Carmen was in it, the Hez even, trying to get back in some of that Coronation Street. Um, Sarah Khan. Mm? was in it as well. Yeah, so that was a, that was a, uh, was that, is that nice video? Oh, um, Sally Dinova was yeah. in it as well. Oh, that was a bit of a downer. Let's end this on a positive note. You no, can that talk- was good. It was really nice to see them giving back. Everybody's giving yes. back in different ways. So yeah, Colson giving his little um, uh, social media roundup of great things that happened. You've got the, the Corey, um, some of the female cast members talking about um, topics that hit home to women in particular. And then you've got Jack P. Shepard adding his... Um, <laughs> his special touch to the to the trio of videos that we, we enjoyed and um, here it, that is a tribute isn't it a tribute yes. video a dance tribute video two of actually one of our favourite and also Not Coulson's one of, yeah one of Coulson's favourite films so, made Coulson's day I bet him doing that well we know that they all watched um, they all watched the uh, Love, Love actually, actually with live orchestra for Sofa Cinema by, Club yeah for by day we mean Sofa Cinema Club with Jack P. Shepard, Colson Smith and Ben Price, who yes. are all co-hosts. So because they you've... need three people to do a podcast, but it only takes two to do ours, just saying. <laughs> maybe if we had a third person, we'd be as popular as they are. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, if you watched Love Actually, you will surely remember the scene of Hugh Grant dancing around as the Prime Minister to, um, to jump, jump by, uh, I don't know. Sisters, something. I think it was, my phone. oh yeah, but I think he was jumping around to the Girls Aloud version of it. Um, what? So anyway, Jack recreated this film well, I don't in like it hilarious fashion. So I very much enjoyed that. Um, is that it? Oh, we had another Olga Kef video from Kath Tills. There's loads of great videos going on for the Coronation Street cast at the moment. It's almost like they've got nothing better to do. The Pointer Sisters. Fine. That's it for Jump news. For my love in brackets. That's it for news. That's it for news. If he wanted someone to sing it, why didn't he ask me? Instead of Girls Aloud. Let's have some feedback. <laughs> feedback time. Thank you, everybody. You voted on the Facebook poll about last week's Coronation Street. You scored it 3.2 on average out of five. And that include Rob scoring at four airborne consoles. Julie, who gave it two polished helmets, who are misses, <laughs> And Andrew, who gave it four tears shed over an incontinent animal out of five. Thank you again for everybody who voted for that. I do enjoy seeing what you scored it out of and your numbers adding up and being divided by the number of votes to come up with a beautiful average that I can read out every week on the podcast. Yeah. Gemma, we got a new iTunes review this week, did we not, that you found for I us? I found it. I found it. Thank you, Naruto X Sora. Who, for, for giving us a lovely five-star review. It's our favourite sort of review. <laughs> um, an amazing and engaging podcast. Gemma and Michael have terrific chemistry and they have a lot of witty humour. They give a fantastic commentary over the storylines and they give very well thought-out reviews on each of the storylines. Plus, they have superb segments, including great interviews with some of the cast and crew members. It would benefit any Coronation Street fan to listen to this podcast. Michael and Gemma... Oh, Colson Smith, listen to this. 
Michael and Gemma are excellent representatives of the Coronation Street fandom. <laughs> and that's not even my mum that wrote that because she doesn't even know we do a podcast. I don't know whether we do the podcast to benefit the Coronation Street fandom. Yes, we do. Why? Uh, what do we do it for then? Because um, we would, can't think of anything else to do on Fridays. What benefits do you get from um, listening to our podcast? Me? I don't... No, do, do, do people who listen get? What, do they get entertained? Yeah. They get informed? I suppose we are informative. Yeah. And sometimes. What, do you, what are you talking about? What, is he, what are I you nitpicking with this I'm for? just saying I don't listen to podcasts to, for benefits. Yes, you do. Okay, I do. What the hell are you talking about? What, you hate listening to sorry, podcasts? I, sorry, Naruto X Sora, I am not meaning to put holes in your review. No, that's a really good review. What, what the hell are you review? talking I'm about? Sorry, sorry, I don't know. Benefits. I'm just not very good at um, taking praise. Well, then why do you make? Why do you read it out every time? I don't know. Jay says, <laughs> hello, Michael idiot. and Gemma. Well, they've really screwed things up at CBC in Canada. Oh, no. Oh, we only get three days a week of Corrie, and I have no idea where it lines up with your broadcast, oh, no. so this makes it hard to watch and listen and be spoiler-free. Sorry. I don't know how much that you um, you can find out what episode numbers that you're watching yeah, over there in Canada, we but we have help. made... Um, yeah, the effort in the last couple of months to say which episodes we're talking about. So if you can find that out, then it, it might help you. And once um, you know, you can just keep adding it up. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're also going in threes at the moment. Best things come in threes. I have a couple of thoughts and opinions, says Jay, about what I'm seeing on Corrie right now. My wife would say only a couple. <laughs> First, this thing with David and Shona is getting ridiculous. I can't think of any mental health doctor that would not work towards having their patient tell them how their recovery is going to go. I discussed this with my sister, who's a psychologist, and she says that they would want her surrounded by as many people and things from her former life as they could to try and bring back those memories to the surface. I know reality does not make for good soap writing. That's an interesting point I never really thought about. I kind of imagined that they're going from the perspective of supporting the patient in whatever she um, wants Says to she do. Wants. But at the same time, she only sense saying that because she doesn't remember. She's been shot in the head. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe she, she well, trusts other people. We know that she doesn't know what a lion is anymore. She probably hated Tiger King. She's probably like, what are they collecting these armadillos for? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they even called Nobody that? Nobody even likes it. Nobody <laughs> likes armadillos. She should just be given a copy of the... Um, she should be given like an advanced copy of the Corrie 60th anniversary book. Yeah. So that she can read all about what her family have been getting up to. That'd be quite handy. The cover of that is now available on Amazon to see actually today, isn't it? And we get a first glimpse at the Coronation Street 60th anniversary logo. Anyway, back to Jay's email. Once again as well, they seem to drag things out with some storylines and race through others. The Jeff and Yasmin story seems like it's dragging all of us through agonisingly... Dragging us through, agonisingly through, my Scottish grandmother's oatmeal, whereas <laughs> David seems ready to move on. <laughs> I had to laugh the other day when I was watching them. According to the show, it was morning as we saw Seb and Alina talking about going to work and Jeff was lining up a morning date with his escort. I know old people go to bed early, <laughs> but what working girl has dates in the morning? Well, Jack, I don't know if you know, but he was only doing it for research for his radio show. And yeah. She can't, you can't do that at night. You can't research at night. It makes your eyes tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess nobody can call her a lady of the night says Jay very very true um, I laugh that they casually threw out the name Todd just to let us know that there was a character named Todd at one time kind of like talking about Zidane out of nowhere I'm sure there are new watchers wondering who are these people that they're talking about I often think about this because there was a stage believe it or not when I was a new watcher of Coronation Street and I would often not know what they were talking luckily about luckily you have me yeah luckily I've got an interpreter yeah what they need to do they're all their family uh, 
portraits around the lounges in Coronation Street, don't they? Maybe they need to have little labels on them or something. Yeah, or just have like, remember when you the red button was a much bigger deal than it is now? And yeah. you could just press it for more information. Who are they talking about? What the hell better? is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there is Norris. I know they need some kind of story for Ken in the walking hairdo of the <laughs> raisin farm, but I was more <laughs> interested in seeing Eccles than I was in listening to Norris moan on. Why are we concerned whether Norris is happy? He was never happy. True. Poor Eccles being blamed for peeing on the rug when clearly we know she didn't. That was probably Norris too, he says. That was probably Norris too. My last point is, can you please give me the phone number of children's services in Manchester? No, Google it. There is a family (laughs) with quads that need to be investigated. I'm sure they would make four couples very happy. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good idea. What, palm them off onto somebody else? Yeah. Get them all separated out. Thank you so much. <laughs> a few thoughts, as your as your wife um, pointed out. Yeah, just yes. a couple. <laughs> I, I think I would be in agreement with with many of those. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Norris is always <laughs> he's happiest when he's moaning, isn't he? I'm sure this is this is what I said. It's like why just why does Norris? If he had an idyllic life at Stillwater, he'd the... probably just be bored. Well, it, this this would be my canary in the mine. If I went somewhere and Norris was having the time of my life, I'd say to Claudia. We must leave immediately. Something's horribly wrong here. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Rebecca's tweet, she said, another strong week from the Yasmin and Jeff story. However, I'm glad that Yasmin is starting to see through Jeff and hopefully it only stopped with him to deceive him. However, now that he stole the leaflet, I feared for Yasmin's safety. Ryan going around keeping an eye on Yasmin is sweet. I also love the inner thoughts of Yasmin and the, sh- the shot where the pillar was between Jeff and Yasmin. Some good shots from Matt Hilton there. I really want Yasmin to find the CCTV, although when that happens, the story will be nearly over with. Frowning face. Even though the Eccles story was really sad, R.I.P. Eccles, I enjoyed it, if it makes sense. I liked the scene with Emma and Eccles on the sofa, and I also enjoyed Emma taking Eccles to the vets. I didn't enjoy Emma being called a dog killer all the time, though, especially when she tried her best to ring Ken and Steve up. Tracy wasn't called for there. I hope there is some memorial to Eccles, as she deserves it. Well, for goodness sake, we've got like um, we've still got a mural around the round the Ginnels for well, Maddie, Maddie, and probably nobody remembers who Maddie is on the street anymore. Maybe they could get a big pile of poo, and, and uh, maybe they could get on in front of it. Get a um a poo emoji and spray it gold. <laughs> yeah. And give the out records. the golden turd for the best pet of Weatherfield. <laughs> They've got Weatherfield Good Samaritans and now the Weatherfield Gold Heart Award. What I about the Weatherfield Gold Heart Award? I do feel award? bad about Eric Eccles that when you look back on her time on the street, two stories that she'll be most known for is that time when she did a poo on the pavement and that time when she did a wee on the carpet. <laughs> That's she not what you want to be remembered for, is she it? She wouldn't Although, mind. I'll tell you what, if, if uh, William Roach keeps going until he's 107, that might be what he's remembered for in the end. I think Condon Ken. Shut up, you. Um... She continues, I did enjoy Emma throwing Seb stuff out the window as that had shades of Fiona throwing her ex's stuff out the window. I also enjoyed the small scenes we got of Alina and Michael. I think Norris could be lying about Charles saying those things about Eccles as Ken was unsure about running for election, but Norris wanted him to. I don't think Oliver is going to die. Well, not yet anyway. I foresee a lot of angry Leanne shouting at Steve though. Yeah, oh, that yeah. crystal ball you've got there. I'd like to have a look at it if you don't mind. I thought you might have changed. No. Um, poor Summer, I hope she doesn't get the blame. Nice to see Summer again, too. Hopefully now Gemma can get the help she needs, although I did enjoy Dolly's performance. I thought Chesney would have been more sympathetic. After all, he left Hope and Ruby on the bus. However, he came through in the end. And, of course, love the Gemma and Rita scene. Good to see Kelly back 
I am so hoping the Rick story comes back into focus and good to see Asher back too. Finally, love the process story and if it can get Toya back to her old morals, then I'm happy. Love the policeman saying they were Weatherfield's version of Little Mix. Character of the Week is Emma and I give it four stone paw prints dedicated to Eccles out of five. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Um, finally, is this finally? I think it's finally. Yes, it is. We've got Joseph who sent us an email just today, I think. Um, and he says, I just had to send in feedback for Monday and Wednesday's curry, but particularly the start of Asha's new storyline. When on Monday we see her starting to take her clothes off in front of the boy on FaceTime, I had goosebumps because I had a friend who went through what Dev will go through in about two months in curry time. Hmm. My friend's daughter is about the same age as uh, Asha is portrayed in the show. To cut this short of how my friend elaborately discovered what his daughter was doing, I was gobsmacked that Google Docs would be used as a method to do some sexting whilst being on a laptop, doing a report... In inverted commas. ...and after the fact that the daughter's smartphone got confiscated. Hmm. The ending of Wednesday's curry has got me all riled up, worried about how Asher's story will unfold. And speaking of which, is it just me, or is the recasting of Asher's brother just too jarring? It's as jarring as when Game of Thrones recast Dario, which I still prefer, the first actor who portrayed him. Well, you won't listen to us our bonus segment this week, so it's all about that kind of well, thing. Well, I have many friends. many thoughts about the recasting of Diary, but I guess now is not the time. <laughs> to end this email, I'm not feeling the Ken Barlow Stillwater story. Just something about it feels a bit of a cartoonish kind of plot for mm. Ken. Yes, there doesn't seem to be any urgency about it. It's hard to tell if it's supposed to be comic relief type of story. Anyways, I can't wait to listen to the podcast and stay at home, please. We have to record it at home because we don't have a studio. Um, I think I think the the number of double entendres and silly outfits that they've got them dressing in is supposed to make it obvious that it is a comic relief sort of story. It would have been fine. There was just they they just unfortunately fell at the hurdle of of thinking of a coherent reason why, and I don't understand how this was so difficult. It why like Ken an... would not like the guy in charge of somewhere that he had to live. Well, he considering liked him at first. He spent his whole life being in charge of his own house and his own destiny. And then suddenly he pitches up somewhere where he's getting told off all the time. It really does You don't need an elaborate backstory of a bunch of rule books that have been hidden from mankind's sight for 20 years. It feels like when, when the storyliners were, were discussing this and were coming up with the idea, it was a, wouldn't it be funny if kind of story rather than a wouldn't it be interesting if kind of story yeah i see what you mean there's definitely a difference isn't there good mm. point thanks thanks joseph i very um sad to hear that you have had a personal experience of a, or a friend who has had to go through what's happened there with asher yeah it'd be interesting to see um yeah how realistically cory does portray it but i'm sure it's one of these things that they've worked with various charities or whatever well it is really bad isn't it a bad thing it's also one of these things as well that um i guess a lot of the actors that who will be in the story may well know people who've had experiences like this yeah um and they'll be one sisters yeah exactly and they'll be wanting they'll they'll know if it's unrealistically portrayed because it's going to be a group of you know people our age or older who are Writing a story. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah driving this same, story. But at the same time, actors don't always get to have any input at all. No, and I suppose the younger the actor is, the less likely, the less you know sway that they would have. Because we, we know that sometimes actors have been told, we think your character should do this, and they said, no, I don't want them to do that, or I think they'd do more like this. But it must be really jarring and a bit like 
you know, like your granny's writing something, if you've been told to say or act in a certain way, and it's like, we, we don't do that. This isn't what kids are like. Well, presumably some of the people involved in this have to have children this age. I suppose so. I suppose so. We're still with it, Michael. I've never been with it. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, what, I think for I'm it gonna, to catch up with I'm going to hit with it in, you know... 20 years. 20, 30 years' time. Thank you, Joseph, and thank you to everybody who's He's given our us He's our fellow radiographer. This week. Fellow yeah. radiographer? I'm not a radiographer. What about you? I, I didn't want this to come out on the podcast. <laughs> um, thank you, too, to um, our latest Patreon, Patreon on Patreon, Hilary Seymour. Thank you very who much. Who has uh, supported us That's this really week. nice of you. Very, very nice of you. Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Yes, and hopefully this weekend or early next week we'll be recording the next Patreon episode we've got a theme picked i've got my notes ready you haven't got your notes ready for that yet have you (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need to know about that one but it's going to be coming at you very soon for anybody who is on the bistro tier or above in our patreon yes that's it for this week's podcast yes any final words Gemma? well no because you've got to say you can email us at conversation street at gmail.com you can review us on itunes thank you so much for our recent review please can we have some more Lisa, <laughs> um, Spotify, so I can criticize Facebook, the critique them. Why not? Critique—that's a better word. It doesn't um, make it sound like so much of an ass. You are an ass, yeah. Uh, Colson Smith, um, tell him to put us. <laughs> we start a campaign to be included. Yeah. Um, no, that I'm sure that we wouldn't be allowed. Um, YouTube, we we we've. I go on YouTube sometimes. Do you? I like to watch videos about cooking. Oh, we put our um, we put our pets of Coronation Street feature discussion on our YouTube channel this week, didn't we? Yeah. Which was from episode 149 of the podcast. If you haven't been listening that long and you want to know all about the or different even if you have. four-legged, furry, and feathered friends that have there been on the cobbles since 1960, then head on over to our YouTube channel and have a listen. They need some more scaly ones, don't they? What about yeah. a spider one? Spider friend. The only spider, spider that I can think of on Coronation Street met an untimely demise at the hand of Alec Gilroy during a health inspection at the Rovers. Oh, yeah. Or likes to hang out in trees with Emily Nugent. That is another spider. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. I know all about spiders on Coronation Street. That's all there is two. to know. There's two. <laughs> there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to know if there's any more. Yeah, if there's any more, don't tell me about it. Yeah, don't shatter our illusions. That's it for another week of Conversation Street. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you haven't heard our bonus episode yet, our extra content, then we're talking all about head swaps on Coronation Street over the years. That can get downloaded. And apparently, um, somebody said on our Facebook this week that sometimes our episodes, because we're releasing two at the same time, it doesn't necessarily get downloaded to your phone both at the same time. So you may well be missing out on some excellent all Conversation that great content. content. So do check out. We're Don't miss two out. things every Saturday now. Instead of one long one, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. That is it. That is all. We have to go enough. because two of our friends just got Animal Crossing. Yes, and we need to. We need to tell them what to do and, and stop them from selling weeds on their first day. Indeed. Don't sell drugs. Goodbye for now. See you next week. Ta-ra. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Podcast